This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons, uh, specifically our patron Joe Martin. If you would like to patronize us and support us, head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about The Magic Circle, which is an adventure game developed and published by Question for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One in 2015. Yeah. Thank goodness we're not doing sketches anymore because what kind of insular meta navel gazing thing would we come up with it would probably be uh, about being trapped in a podcast probably be a lot it'd be like the max Payne one yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, except longer <laughs> um oh. yeah. uh this uh, episode is executive produced by joe martin thank, thank you joe. joe uh really appreciate it. this is a game uh, i had some experience with like we've covered this on uh, check it out comrade mm-hmm. um, i was happy to revisit even though i do have some some kind of mixed feelings about it mm-hmm. um the basic uh, gist is you play a QA tester who is dropped into an incomplete game um, as its beleaguered developers try to get a demo ready for E4, the big e- expo. Yes, one better than E3. Uh, mm-hmm. And the game within the game, uh, kind of in the fiction here, it is this remake of a famous online text adventure uh, called The Magic Circle, developed by uh, kind of a uh, a Richard Garriott XB kind of guy, uh, yes. washed up, washed up control freak named Ish. Yes. Uh, don't leave, leave everything you know about normal, normal uh, names at the door. We're kind of in the Kojima zone when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to names, not so much in being like, you know, dumb or anything, just being very ham handed. They are named, they are named what they are. Ishmael yes. for being, you know, a long winded narrator. Uh, Gilder for being, you know, just let's just put gold on everything. Let's just spend all the time you know, gilding them lilies, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the mechanical, the mechanics of this game are uh, both kind of slight and varied. Yes, you know, uh, none of them are particularly deep, but you do go through a bunch of different kind of phases mm-hmm. um, through it. So this section of the the uh, the episode will be a little shorter. The majority of what happens is in the story, but it's a weird thing where there are a lot of like story generalities yeah <laughs> uh, to this like there's a lot of like this is such a weird game because it, it feels like it ticks a lot of boxes for me and I, mm-hmm. I should really love it um it's about too many things and i hate all these people <laughs> I, I i can't i hate all these characters i think they're all the fucking worst and yeah. it's about too many things yeah it's it's it is way like there's just there's not enough narrative focus 
Uh, so even the, the story part of this will be a little bit tricky because it's like, oh, they decided to include, you know, the detail that the Richard Garriott figure was uh, orgy obsessed right. polyamorous guy. Yeah. For, for, for why though? I don't you know for, 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 to what end? I don't know. Just throwing that in there. I, I don't, I don't like that, 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 that beat doesn't necessarily resolve. Like I never found mm. the, the audio log where we find out how it goes. Like that yeah. character is still alive. So yeah. Orgy dot wave. I kept trying to find in the files. I just couldn't find like squelching dot. Yeah. Mpreg. You know, it just, it just didn't work. Like, yeah, no, I would, I would agree. Uh, there, there's a, it's, it's, it's kind of scattershot. Uh, while also, I think I have this note later. I, th- I think I think that there is a certain lack of lack of subtlety to this. Everything it, is very loud. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, and so it's 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 kind of funny because like you can tell what they're saying, but not what 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 point it is all kind of going going toward. Ultimately, kind of culminating in this climactic monologue that is i think meant to you're meant to think this guy is wrong and he's a dick but i'm not sure how much the developers don't actually believe what they're the words they're putting into his mouth uh just just because the stuff leading up to it has gotten a little you know just it's it's real real muddled right there's also a nihilism to it yeah you know where like nobody is right yes uh in, in this thing. And that was my big sticking point when I played it, uh, for checkout comrade and found it, you know, I ended up finding kind of more things that kind of frustrated me about it on revisit, but that was my big takeaway. And it's yeah. still kind of part of it. Like there's no, there's nobody to root for. No, none of these people are right. Right. Um, you know, if, if there's one underlying message to all the themes, it's just like making games is hard. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, no, I, I believe know. that <laughs> Yeah, I, I follow people it. on Twitter. Like I don't, you know, I, I don't, uh, that's okay. Like I don't, yeah. I know. But it doesn't really change the experience of playing the game. Yeah, you're kind of going through, and when you when you talk about none of the characters being likable, you, you know, it's it's one of those things where like I, I don't need to have likable characters in a in a narrative, you know, like it's always no. sunny, it's fine. The thing is, each of them is an archetype and is an advocate for a very extreme notion of what a game ought to be, whether it ought to be an expression of story, whether it ought to be an expression of mechanics or whether it ought to be an expression of what the fans want. Um, and you you know, I, I don't know if this is like some Ken Levine stuff going on here where we just present the extremes and say, Hey, the truth, you know, logically has to be somewhere in the middle. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, N- none of them make, n- none of them make a very compelling case for their viewpoint. Additionally, and, there is no, th- th- there is no tab where like you could see where it could, wh- where, where it could hit. Right. Yes. Yeah. Where, where they, where it, they would to, intersect. Yeah. To clarify, like, I don't, I also don't need likable characters. Mm-hmm. I do need, I do need characters that aren't actively repulsive mm-hmm. uh, to me. I kind of hate all these people. Like it's not. Just that, just that there's nobody to root for. Yeah, like they're not very fun to hate. Yeah, and, and that's a real thing. Like that can work. You can mm-hmm. have you know your villain protagonist or whatever. Like there's delicious evil or delicious yeah. shittiness or you know it's always it's always sunny like funny shittiness. Mm-hmm. And there are there are some funny jokes in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kept getting the sense that it's I don't think it's quite as funny as as it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't find, you know, their individual beats I think are pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but each of these individual characters that I did not find like 
knee slap and amusing. Yeah. And each of the characters, each of the characters gets, well, I mean, at least two of the characters gets, um, uh, you know, they, they get a humanizing kind of element like, Oh, Mm -hmm. like this is something that is kind of tragic about the situation that they're in. And we'll talk about those as they, as, as, as they kind of come about, they don't necessarily have much of anything to do with kind of, you know, any moral that would come that would come from this. Like it, it doesn't have very much to do with the presentation other than like kind of maybe acting as an excuse slightly for why they, why they act the way that they act. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't tie into uh, the, uh, you know, it doesn't tie into the things this game is about, which is already too many things. Yeah. And so. you know, I'm coming down on this. This <laughs> we're we're coming in hot saying yeah. why why this in particular doesn't work for us. I don't think this is an unfun game to play. I actually think that this is a really good kind of compromise between, you know, what would derisively be called a walking simulator and something more mechanical. Like I like mm-hmm. reprogramming stuff. I think that is cool. I like that like they just come out and say, like, yeah, no solution is too messy. For what you're going to do because we gave you the ability to do it if it works it works right i yeah. think that that is cool and good um it's just sure. I, I you know yeah, yeah. I, I i wish that there i wish that there was you know uh kind of a heart to it when yeah. when, when, it, when there is not an apparent heart to me yeah um and even even i would say even the kind of programmatic gameplay stuff is weirdly clunky mm-hmm. like in in terms of how it actually controls yeah like how it actually works to play mm-hmm. um so the, the way this like kind of takes place to you is it's first person um you're navigating the game and your primary ability uh allows you to like suck up life and then put it on the ground which allows you to trap uh, enemies and objects in the game which then you can then change their properties right um you can use this life uh mechanic uh, this juice to restore uh, ghosted objects mm-hmm. within the game world. So they'll appear as kind of a shimmering outline. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can, when you have an enemy trapped in this, this form, uh, you change the way it moves, its attacks, who its allies are, who its enemies are, um, its special abilities, etc. Yes. Uh, you can determine if it can be picked up or not. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and these are largely Vancean. Right. Um, you know, certain actions like the hero, uh, you're know, moving by ground, attacking by melee. You can do as many times as you want. Other things are more specialized. So, like very early on, you find a rock. It's fireproof because mm-hmm. rocks don't, you know, don't set on fire. You can steal that property and have it in your inventory to add to something else later. Yeah. So a big part of the game is going to be going and finding um, uh, enemies or objects in the world that you can harvest um, aspects from. Right. To yes. grab these words to put together. You know, once this kind of opens up into a into a sandbox where you can go anywhere in the world that is complete here, your goal is to put together something that can kill a flying enemy. Can it can yes. kill like the avatar, um, you know, the camera avatar for one of the developers who's kind of like lording over uh the the portal to the end game. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of your final move. And there's a lot of different ways to do this, you mm-hmm. know, as you mentioned. Like the 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 you know, the the freedom of puzzle solving in this is cool. Yes. Um yeah. this resource you have is called life um that you use to power things up and trap things. Um this is drawn from checkpoints. Mm-hmm. Um this should never have been a limited resource. Agreed. 
It's one of the, one of the most time taxi things I've played in a game. Yeah. Like, well, like it's either time taxi or menu taxi because you can just go into you can just go into your menu map. Menu taxi. <laughs> Choose your destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, you can go into your map and warp uh to any of these checkpoints. But then I guess you have to walk back to wherever you were gonna use the life. So yeah. yeah. And it just it's there's no there's no advantage to it being like mm-hmm. the advantage to it being limited is that you can find upgrades. Yeah, yeah. You know, for it. But it's like what you know, you talked about the straddle the line between walking sim and game game. Some of the uh you know concessions to it being a game game are pretty mm-hmm. detrimental. Um, you know, this being one of them, I think. Yeah. Like, you know, this gives you a meaningful upgrade. Uh, when you find you for exploring the world, mm-hmm. but the upgrade is avoiding tedium that shouldn't have been in the game in the first place. Yeah. Um, there's also stuff to make it a little bit more gamey. Like when you go and you find um, kind of an anomalous object that has an audio log in it, um, you get a little stat upgrade that you can apply to one of your uh, pets that you have yeah. uh, going around. I never really found a use for that because death doesn't really matter for you or for or anything under your command you just use yeah. life to to bring it back so i never needed so, one to be you know the be all end all of strength or resilience because you know i had numbers right and maybe that's just a strategy but it was a whole system that i just kind of you know oh let me get past you there <laughs> you know sidled yeah. around making a really cool jugadillo in this game is not very rewarding right right you know um, so you, like, if, if you die, you just spawn at the nearest checkpoint, um, as a ghost and you, you come back to life by drawing life. If your enemy, if your pets die, you just stick life in them and you can just go get unlimited amounts of life from these checkpoints. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's very tasky. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of puzzles that involve moving around as a ghost. If yeah. you're a ghost, then ghosted surfaces are solid. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a clever idea. Yep. You know, uh, it kind of breaks the metaphor. It doesn't make sense for things that are deleted from the game to be able to interact with each other. Right. But you know, that's, that's kind of the idea. Yeah. Um, and the, the main thing you're doing all of this mechanical stuff for is in service of this story and in, in really direct tie, like, as you mentioned, you get stat upgrades for listening to an audio log. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they really, and then the more audio logs you listen to, the more the end game, the more freedom you have in the end game. Um, they really want to tie these things together, which is admirable. Right. Um, you know, the point of doing this is to witness this, uh, these interactions between these three figures uh, in the studio who all represent huge extremes of uh, like kind of the worst kind of game developer you can be. Yes. Uh, so we can talk about these three main characters in broad strokes here. Um, one that you're going to spend the most time with uh, is Ish Gilder. Uh, he is the Richard Garriott type, washed up, uh, control obsessed. You know, it sounds he... like you said a Richard Garriott type. <laughs> like, the, like, a, like a photograph. Like, a... <laughs> like hello. It can only be developed hello. in space. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, give me alkanized silver. Oh, uh, but uh, this is uh, the, the voiced very well by James Urbaniak. Uh, kind of just mm-hmm. doing the, uh, the 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 Doctor Venture voice, which I'm yeah. down for. That's fine. Um, and yeah, like he, you know, his kind of establishing moment, you know, he refers to himself as the star father, you know, he, he developed this game way back in the day and just kind of been coasting on it. Like you go through, you pick up a sword, but in order to keep you from killing his characters, he takes the sword away from you kind of establishing this as a direct combat free game. So directly taking resting control away from you. 
yeah, specifically, you know, if the developer has all control, mm-hmm. uh, there shouldn't be violence because he's trying to tell a story. Yes. Um, this is, I think this is head and shoulders, the best voice performance. Yeah. Uh, in the game, I find all the rest of them too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, even you know when they're voice actors who I like, yes, um, you know I think James Urbaniak is the only one who's really bringing any degree of kind of subtlety or like pathos to this. Yeah, um, you know there's some kind of like good heartbreaking lines that he delivers because Sad Doctor Adventure is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the lead designer of the studio is Evelyn Mays. Uh, her name is Maze because mm-hmm. she is interested in mechanics. Right. Um, and she uh, is focused on multiplayer and combat and good gaming feels and thinks story is dumb. Yeah. Uh, and skip this. Stories. Skip this bullshit. Yeah. Really, in, in the lore, you know, she got hired because she figured out how to kill people in the original text mud mm-hmm. and did a raid and killed everybody. Right. Um, no reason f- these people hate each other. Yep. And there's this continuing subplot of James Urbaniak owning her likeness rights Uh and her likeness rights getting passed around in a way that made me feel like I was having a fucking stroke. (laughs) Like, what does this mean? Yeah. (laughs) Why you've been doing this for 10 years? Uh Uh-huh. Like, like over this? Like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, she's also the voice performance. So it's uh, Eva Ladere, uh, who or Eva Ladere, who did uh, Sheva in RE5. She's like this like brassy, angry gamer girl. Yes. And, you know, I like, you know, I'm way into girls gaming. Mm-hmm. I, I got no problem with that. I think that any, uh, I don't want a brassy gamer of, of uh, any gender. Like yes. it's kind of like, yeah, I call these my frags and slags. <laughs> these mm-hmm. are all my defeated opponents. It's the gallery of the damned. Yeah. Like, fuck off, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like go to hell, Evelyn Mays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, she, she was direct, kind of, almost like directed to be kind of this, uh, kind of the stereotype and also like kind of a, a, a problem that I have with Evelyn, with Maze and with Coda, neither of them feel like they are talking to anybody when they are talking to each other. No, you know, like it kind of feels like they're monologuing at each other and it, it kind of seems like ish is the only person who is like listening and reacting i don't know if that was because of the way that they recorded uh everything i don't know if it's because well i mean like i know ashley birch can give a good voice performance life is strange horizon zero dawn like she she can be very good uh but everything is very declarative when it comes out of maze and coda's mouths yeah yeah and that could just that could be uh not necessarily talent it could be direction yes you know, like we gotta we gotta play this for the cheap seats because no one's gonna get it, right? Unless right. you're just kind of like stating themes out loud, <laughs> right? Uh, you mentioned mentioned Ashley Birch and uh, my girl's name is Coda, uh huh, um, who is the uh, the new addition that kind of sets things in motion. She's mm-hmm. the community manager and she's a fan of the original game and uh, fans out to the Starfather. And there's a drop subplot of him possibly perving on her, but actually adopting her as a surrogate daughter. And there's no or resolution or anything for that. No, no. We spent uh, a lot of time on it, though. Yeah. So it is the part of the, you know, part of the kind of broad. I mean, spoilers for all of this because it's a story-based game. Part part of the thing that's revealed about her is that she is a bigger fan of the Magic Circle than she is of Ish. Oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah. also outright villainous. Mm-hmm. Um, she threatens to kill the developer of of. Uh, you know, the game. Yeah. Uh, and is, you know, implied to be the, her cohort are implied to have sent him death threats before. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a little bit of, you know, developer inside baseball. Like, you know, we'll talk about the development of this game, but it feels mm-hmm. like it's made with some grudges uh, yeah. against all three of these kind of factions. <laughs> right. 
You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, the most sympathetic presented to us is the fourth one, right. the old pro. Yes, the old pro. Uh, this is uh, an AI that has somehow uh, become sentient, kind of the most magical elements of this uh, of, of this experience. Uh, this is a scrapped version of the game's protagonist uh, who has gained sentience and wants to work with you uh, to escape. He views the previous three characters we talked about, Ish, Maze, and Coda, as gods who have failed him and have failed the game. Uh, and so he kind of like gives you uh, hacker tools in order to go about and do things that he cannot do. Uh, this is a very large performance. This is Stephen Russell, uh, who was the voice of Garrett from Thief. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just real like gruff and uh, speaking in some of the most direct metaphor I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and also just, uh, yeah, it's big. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, um, like I love Garrett from Thief, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, but this is just it's a lot. Yeah. You know, lots of old man at the bar. Yes. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. Old man Nick at the Fury. end of the bar uh, uh, monopolizing wow. whoever sits next to him. That's a uh, yeah. the, the energy that is present here. Yeah. Long winded. Mm -hmm. um, when you're going through, you're looking out for these commentary nodes, which are audio logs uh, hidden in these anomalous objects. We mentioned those give you stat ups for your pets as well. Mm -hmm. And then change logs, which feature text conversations with the other members of the team um, who also, uh, you know, they're they're less uh, outsized, mm -hmm. but they're also dysfunctional. Yes. Um, there's a lot of kind of inside baseball complaining about game dev stuff like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, it's not that hard. You just put in the object, then add the mesh and then add the property. Mm -hmm. You know, if you do it in the wrong order, it doesn't work, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, old design jokes like, oh, the player never looks up, that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. If you know, if you know this stuff, you know, you know what you're looking for. Uh, you'll recognize it. Uh, so the dialogue can be entertaining, uh, but as mm -hmm. I mentioned before, you know, there is a real lack of subtlety to this. It hits its points very hard and pulls in a lot of directions at once to the point where when it hits a climax, it's hard to know who you are. What you are to believe is genuinely coming out of the developer's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and it does feel, you know, as you mentioned, Ken Levini. In, yep. in some ways, like just, you know, here are all the, the extremes nobody would align themselves with. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that make the middle seem appealing? Yeah. Um, one of the things I think is a real win for this is the visual representation. Definitely. Of it. Um, I think this is really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, you know, the first kind of part of the game is you in this fantasy mode that's presented as black and white sketches because mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's unfinished. Um, this is really striking. And then the old version of the game, which was a sci-fi game, which looks like System Shock 1. Yes. Um, you know, it has this like pixel uh, over it and it looks really, really clever and lo-fi, but you're mm -hmm. still moving, you know, at, at regular frames per second. And you and your energy are still hi-fi, mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you shoot life into things or things you bring into that world. Yeah. Um, there's a really nice little dichotomy of it. Mm -hmm. I love uh, the just um, <laughs> most of my army was corpse, the corpse enemy mm -hmm. from this. Because if you give them melee, they've got a little light sword and they follow you around. It's fun seeing the lo fi corpse men um, in the high fi sketch area outside. Yeah. Yeah. Comparatively higher fi. Comparatively higher fi. Yeah. Just the, the just yeah. beautiful, like, uh, sketch marker uh, kind of texture on stuff. And, like, it can be fully colored. Like, whenever you're near life or whenever uh, you are walking, you impart color kind of in a limited area around you as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's neat looking. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I like the way the music is handled. Um, the retro places, mm-hmm. it sounds like retro, uh, you know, 90s shooter music uh, to a certain degree. Uh, but in the hand-drawn areas, uh, you hear like a rough cut of the orchestral music that would be playing there that includes uh, like interruptions and like murmured instructions from the composer, like, you know, saying, all right, now we're going to spell here. All right, no, stop. I need you. Yeah. We're going to need a little bit more of this. That trick never really wore out on me. I thought it was neat and, you know, kind of worked alongside the hand-drawn uh, kind of textures uh, to make this feel unfinished. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the, the uh, you know, concept points of this that are really strong. Mm-hmm. Like being in an unfinished work is an undeniably cool idea. Yeah. You know, even if the, the end product ends up leaving me feeling kind of cold. Yeah. One thing that I do enjoy when you get cinematics, uh, they are done as whiteboard animatics uh, slideshow kind of things, Mm -hmm. which if you have worked in animation is absolutely how you pitch stuff. Yeah, (laughs) I I like that. that, And I love it when uh, they're doing the uh, cinematics and they're just kind of the paper dolls Mm -hmm. (laughs) that they're moving around uh, for you. They're just really (laughs) stiff to kind of like like banging action figures around to show you, Mm -hmm. you know, just imagine this looking cooler. Yeah. Um, the studio uh, was formed for this game, Question uh, Question Games, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, formed by uh, Stephen Alexander, Kane Shin, and Jordan Thomas, who worked on Bioshock and Dishonored. Yes. Um, you know, so you can kind of see uh, those are both games that uh, play in the space of narrative versus play. Yes. And, you know, either both, either mechanically or narratively. Mm-hmm. So you can make, it makes sense why this would be uh, interesting to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Thomas is the one who does most of the speaking about the game. Uh, when you see some of the limited interviews that are out there, uh, he was also the lead designer on Thief Deadly Shadows. You know, so from all of that, you can kind of see this is a little bit downstream from uh, Looking Glass. Yeah. Um, Jordan uh, thought of this game when he was working on Thief 3, working on Deadly Shadows. Um, he had an unfinished level and all the characters were in T-poses and he imagined them looking at him waiting Uh, for him and wondering when he'd finish the game. Right. So, you know, uh, there aren't very many interviews. There's not a lot of backstory uh, for this. Um, You know, they they talk a lot about going from big development to going to an indie scale Mm -hmm. uh, and things. And this was kind of weirdly a blip, which I, if I remember, I think that's part of why Joe picked it was just, you know, never really hear people talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, It reviewed. Okay. Um, I did not find like a lot of, really glowing reviews of it. I found lots of like sevens and eights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it did not sell in what they call sustainable numbers. Right. Right. Um, and that's, they say that is because they did not market the game at all. Um, the marketing that they did do, there's kind of fun. There's a fake Kickstarter site, mm-hmm. um, for the, uh, for the game within a game mm-hmm. that they're making. That is a, you know, a fun little bit that you get like, you know, unique James Urbaniak uh, dialogue <laughs> nice. for, and uh, and stuff but it you know they just didn't get that word out there so yeah yeah i could see it it's it's tough it's tough having your indie you know to find a way to get your indie game to break through yeah yeah and it, it's it's a shame because it's an easy game to pitch i think mm-hmm. like if i were listening to us right now and did not know this game i would say this sounds fucking awesome mm-hmm. you know like that that sounds really really clever and cool this is entirely my shit mm-hmm. and it it just falls down in the details yeah yeah you know so, mm-hmm. um, let's, uh, let's get into it and let's talk about those fall downs. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so we have our intro here. Uh, we've got uh, Ish, again, James Urbaniak, talking about how his dad uh, used to spin his wedding ring on a table like it was a coin, right? Uh, and it made him scared because, like, uh, what will happen um, if you if you lose that? You know, just if you lose yeah. your wedding ring. Is the wedding gone? Yes. You know, what okay. does it symbolize? Is that is the wedding gone? Am I gone? Mm-hmm. You know, that's our opening. Uh, we should talk about, you know, the title of this is The Magic Circle. Right. Uh, the game within a game is called The Magic Circle. The Magic Circle is a, lud- you know, ludology concept uh, that means, like, when you're playing a game, you're within a space with agreed upon rules. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, uh, in real life, if I throw a tennis ball past you and it hits the ground and then you don't get it, nothing happens. But if we're in a tennis court, mm-hmm. that means I have something called a point. <laughs> right, um, right. That's the, that's the magic circle. Uh, and then it also refers to the creative process and how cyclical, uh, you know, these people just kind of starting over feature creep, mm-hmm. you know, stuck in these loops Yes, uh, and the wedding ring. So they, again, you know, nothing in this game is really subtle. They really hammer down this, uh, this circle point. Yeah. The old pro yeah. will describe the magic circle explicitly several times um, yes. in talking about kind of the difference between the game that you are playing and, um, you know, the game that they are making, uh, within the game. Yeah. Emulates the experience of getting like, uh, you know, Gary kitchen drunk at a conference (laughs) (laughs) or something like that. Like, just like, uh, Hey boss, you know? Um, so if if, is he a ghoul from fallout? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, hey, smooth skin. I I really like the idea of people getting drunk and talking about, uh, ludology and stuff. Like it's like this generation, like if, you know, if we had kids just being like, hey, I'll tell you about later narrative dissonance. They got to have this thing called suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Dungeon ecology kid. Um, why are they here? What do they eat? Where do they go to the bathroom? That stuff's important. Nobody listens to me. Everybody's just doing the VR fruit ninja. <laughs> yeah. I got to wonder that fruits up there, but who threw it? Yeah, who, like what's the what is the provenance of this lemon <laughs> yes so uh they're going to use every part of the title the magic circle as they uh as they talk about this uh, uh so that this little story uh you know insecurity about losing the ring and what it represents kind of informs the intro to the game uh which is narrated over this uh whiteboard animatic uh, with this overwrought creation myth um, and uh, this being, this kind of God called the Starfather. Yeah. Big, uh, you know, big Lord British energy yes. to this. Um, as this is going on, Maze interrupts and says like, hey, Ish, when you had your wife, did you ever role play mm-hmm. uh, with her? You know, uh, bringing in, you know, and I, I'm just at the risk of sounding like a prude, like I always do. I'm just going to say it. All the sexual subtext stuff in this game doesn't work at all. Right. I don't understand what it's doing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it doesn't add up to anything. No. Like there's no. this weird, like orgy, uh, polyamory, like sex element to all of it. That just feels like them throwing something on the fire. Like it can also mm-hmm. be about that. Yeah. I, I, I don't see how it maps. I, I don't see how, how the, how the, con- like, how the connections through there. Parenthood does. Yeah. Like weirdly, this is a sad dad game. Uh huh. Um, but the, a sad uh, attempted my, dad game. Yeah, well, they don't give out Nobel prizes for attempted dadetry. Uh, the uh, you know it 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 is that kind of thing. And yes, like yes, you you have sex when you want to have kid mm-hmm. a lot of the time. 
yeah. but just the uh unrelentingly weirdly kind of like brassy horny maze yeah popping the, this the, in the, the, is weird a, to me the, the, there's a belligerent horniness between characters who hate each other yes which i've only ever seen in like tv and stuff yeah you, know, you that's the most disgusting you know outlandish sweet thing i've ever seen you know <laughs> kissing like it's real weird so yeah. her point in doing this is like it does you know uh everything lives and dies in the act. It only is what you're doing is the only thing that matters. The context doesn't matter. Right. Right. You know, basically like when you fucking, then you're probably fucking like, it's yeah. basically the, the, you know, that song, the Reggie Watts song. <laughs> but again, so setting up this, uh, the, the, this conflict that code is going to come in and disrupt with a third unrelated concept. Yes. But all of this, <laughs> all of this bloviating and then may is coming in and saying, this means nothing, you know, meaning lives in the hands. Right. Yeah. You know, and ish, uh, you know, just ends the meeting early, you know, and just, I'll just use a placeholder for now. Mm -hmm. um, it really, really like dissuspends my belief that they've been doing this for 10 years. Yes. And they hate each other this much. <laughs> Yes, um, somebody would somebody would have left likeness rights or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The likeness rights. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so we we are depositing this tutorial area, this burning village. Right, uh, right. You know, everything's hand drawn. Uh, the villagers are impaled on spikes, but some of them don't have real textures. They just have the uh, the Harlequin kind of checkerboard. <laughs> yeah. Texture. The yeah these uh, these placeholder textures love the placeholder yeah. stuff. Like when you find the uh, the the heart containers in this, I mean they they do bullshit. It, it it plays into a system that doesn't work. But I love that it's the pill with the arms. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I love that arm pill. Yeah. Extra lives. Um, there's a lot of cute touches here too. When you try to go into uh, doors in the village, they're like, you know, placeholder. Uh, hey, if you want, you know, somebody's note, like, if you want me to put a side quest or something here, then we need this to happen first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, leaving notes for each other. That's real clever. Yeah. Um, this climax is, or this first part is going uh, where you find your, uh, the Starfather's sword from the dying mother of Starfather. Mm -hmm. um, and then these two icons pop in representing Ish and Maze. Uh, they're giant eyeballs. Yes. And uh, Ish stops everything. Like, why would you get a sword here? Like, yes. if you have a sword, people can be killed. Mm -hmm. You know, he refers as like, oh, we've got these players here. You give them swords. Every player is Dr. Jekyll and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Genocide. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, if people, they say like people want these rich worlds full of story also filled with people that they can kill. What kind of story could survive in that environment? Right. Um, and Maze goes, okay. And then you lose the sword. Um, at this point, uh, oblivion solved this, Uh huh. you know, uh, th this actually isn't that big of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, like Morrowind four years before oblivion solved it. Yeah. Yeah. I said, Oh, you've killed something. You've killed. Yeah. No, the, the, the bonds of fate the have been severed. Reload yeah. or continue. It's also, <laughs> You know, you, you just in, in Mario Brothers, you just you don't get a chance to jump on Peach's head and like smash, you know, mm -hmm. Goomba Stomper like it, it just, you know, this isn't a, a problem in games, actually. Right. Right. Um, so, <laughs> um, oh, man. We, we head outside and then uh, Ish has this like model of the Starfather that he's carrying around. This is very cute. It looks like tabletop simulator. Mm hmm. 
and he's um, like swing- improvising a speech yeah swinging it like moving it like a puppet uh as it says you know uh you must save my ring and you know save all of the cosmos etc then maze further bites into him saying like hey you know we're never going to be able to animate this because we don't have any fucking money uh our yeah. last kickbacker campaign raised less money than the joke one where the fans said you should be caned by the state i like that line. yeah i like caned by the state <laughs> yeah kickstarter uh, please cane this man um Ish kind of brushes off like, hey, we need a gameplay demo to show at E4 so we can raise more money. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't really matter. We need something. Right. As you kind of go through, Ish is cycling different music tracks uh, that you can <laughs> check out. Um, you get to this ring of portals with an icon in the center. And this text, this is the text designer saying like, hey, you can't put the portal that high, that high up. Nobody will look up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the portals represent different elemental worlds you can go to, but they're incomplete. So it just <laughs> says uh, it'll just spawn in a key. Yep. <laughs> For you. Uh, that's real cute. Yep. You know, it's like, no, no um, just, we'll, we'll just stay in the hub world. Like those aren't done yet. Just for the purpose of testing, go through and see the, all the beats of the main story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you get these keys and this, uh, it's like your introduction to throwing things. You just, you have to do that a little bit. It shows you the trajectory that it'll go along and then it'll stick to whatever surface it's in. Uh, you do that yeah. and you open up the, uh, the door, uh, to the pre end game boss fight, or at least where it would take place. Uh, Ish and Maze are bickering over it and, uh, she deletes the, the, the bridge that would go to the end game. So people will know that it was Ish who tanked the demo. So again, finger yeah. pointing and stuff. The end boss there is represented by Ish's ex-wife, mm-hmm. uh, which you get some audio logs about later, but again, is not something that plays out right, uh, right. particularly meaningful and also is kind of just gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's, uh, the, 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 you know, the star father and then the evil counterpart is the demon queen, Nadir. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maze is super resentful. She's like, Ish, you know, you stole 10 years of my life. He counters with the absolutely absurd thing. Like, you can leave any time, but I get the rights to your image and brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like, what is this Black Mirror shit? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know why I, I, I listened back to the Comrade episode. Okay. Uh, that I did. How did I not notice that that was fucking absurd? <laughs> I've grown a lot. Yeah. Uh, now, because at, at that time, I was just like, hmm, yeah, he owns the image rights. That's cool. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't know if, if like 2015 was just really different or, or something, but now I'm just like, fuck, that's stupid. Shit was bad. Sort of stu- like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. You know? Huh. Uh, just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So it, it just kind of introducing that, uh, giving a little bit of a reason, not a plausible one, but a little bit of a reason why Maze yeah. uh, would, uh, w- w- would stick around. Uh, we get a scripted event here uh, where Ava Nadir, the uh, 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 demon queen, summons in her hellhounds. Uh, this is where we die uh, because we don't have a sword mm-hmm. to do any kind of uh, in any kind of fight. Uh, and this is where mm-hmm. Maze starts talking directly to you, uh, saying, "Oh, you know, you're still around. That shouldn't be. You're you're kind of bugged out." Uh, you can still move around and interact with things without a body. She wants you to keep testing. Um, yeah. You know, just cause so so you can help them get the uh, get the demo out. Yeah. And since you're deleted and ghosted, you can interact with ghosted objects like the bridge to the end game area. Right. And continue. Um, one really weird thing that I didn't, again, didn't notice so much on my first playthrough mm-hmm. is how often tooltips pop up on the screen. Yeah. 
uh, in this game. It is a con- this game is continuously telling you how to play it mm-hmm. um, in this really really inelegant way. So like being able to interact with ghosted objects when you're ghosted is something the game will tell you now, but will tell you whenever you're near something ghosted. Mm. Um, being able to summon the creatures you've already created or teleport around the map is something that I just got constant reminders of. Yeah. I felt like it was uh, pinned to like to certain areas of the map actually. Yeah. Like if you were in any yeah. place where that could be, it's like any, any point where somebody who was testing it encountered friction, they decided to patch over it with a tooltip. Just had a word pop, you know, a sentence pop up. Yeah. You know, um, which would make sense in the magic circle, the incomplete game mm-hmm. within the game, but makes less sense in the magic circle, the complete game that I played. Yes. You where know, you that, ostensibly, that, uh, <laughs> you know, nobody yeah. should be helping you break this game for the E4 demo, which is what you end up yeah. in, you know, doing. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Um, um so you go through the little portal here and you end up um, in kind of the vestibule to the kind of open sandbox area where you're going to spend most of the game here. We're headed to the tree. Um, and this opens with another animatic here. And we're introduced to a new character, Coda, who is this uh, community manager. Uh, she interrupts. Uh, she's very energetic. Um, and she is a, 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 a fanatic. Like we are introduced to her gushing over Ish and we get the sense, uh, that Ish, uh, you know, is kind of feeding off of this admiration. Uh, he has not, yeah. he has not had this for a while. She loves his work yes. and has been waiting her whole life for the sequel. She is very young. Yeah. Yeah. In a, in a way that kids get really obsessed with, uh, text adventure, multi-user muds. <laughs> um, she, she says she's going to make sure the demo works, you know, absolutely flawlessly. Um, we get a credit screen. Almost every role is, is ish mm-hmm. uh, here. And then we head back to the title where we get a new voice. This is kind of nice and meta. I like it going back to the title right here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the old pro uh, speaking from the circle behind the text. Um, when you're in the title screen, you can walk around mm-hmm. uh, the title screen. I'm always impressed by this trick. Yep. Um, I like title screens or UI elements presented as a world. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he says, Hey, like the world is unfinished. You need to finish it. And he gives you a new option called pro mode right? Uh, that you can enter in to actually play the game. Yes. Uh, and so you walk into the dark circle and old pro, uh, kind of explains, uh, I am trapped in this game. Um, and he needs our help, uh, to finish it so he can leave. And re- this is where he starts referring to ish and the others as gods, um, yeah. you know, kind of putting us in the mode to like, look at them as a pantheon that all represent different things about games. Yes. Uh, so you walk through the psychedelic tunnel and come to the old pro who is now represented by this moss covered, uh, rock face. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be multiple instances of him yes. over the world. Uh, you are filling him in in order to get narrative, but it costs this life resource right. uh, that he'll give you, which means I had to do some shuttle runs. You know, mm-hmm. We talked about that being an inelegant thing. Uh, that was obnoxious, like running into one of these, wanting the story, but not being full up on life. Yes. And having to walk back to a, a well. Um, he says that in order to fix the world, you need to start by breaking him. Um, no, by by you breaking whole, you, by breaking the yeah, character. Breaking, yeah. 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 He says, hey, yeah, he says you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you stick your hand in a glowing hole, grab some life, and this allows you to do that that mechanic, which we talked about. Yes. Uh, creating the circle trap that you walk into. Uh giving you the ability to see this deleted content, uh, even when you have a body, um, yes. you know, and this is where it's established that you can use life to bring back deleted items. Yep. Um, 
the uh, we see Maze and Coda talking in their eyeball representations. Maze uh, wants her to build the demo for E four. Mm-hmm. Seems like a lot for a community manager, but <laughs> and that's also not it. what a community manager does. Not, not even remotely. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Maze notices that something that was that she had deleted was brought back. Um, you know, she notices there's a glitch in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, she's gonna be okay with it due to her machinations. And old pro starts calling the uh, developers the Sky Bastards. Mm-hmm. Uh, sky Bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, it says the world can't be fixed with them around. Yes. Uh, giving us kind of a goal here. Yeah. We need to uh, get rid of uh, the one of these Sky Bastards that is kind of hovering over this place uh, that in the game is called Sky Bastard Overlook. Yes. Um, you can uh, restore a deleted cave uh, and go into it. This is where um, you get uh, your first uh, your your first heart container kind of thing. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and old pro says like, "Yeah, this is what you look like. This is you know when 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 everybody else sees you because you don't actually have a character model. You're this pill with uh, with arms sticking out. You know, the camera's in the pill, so you can see you know <laughs> all you can see is the arms and it looks fine. Uh, the developers they had canceled multiplayer, so there are other U's laying around, you know, and this mm-hmm. is explaining why you can get these heart containers. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we go into the first cave with howlers, which are a basic enemy. Uh, they're little attack dogs. It's going to damage you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to trap it and then you can change it to be your ally. Um, you know, there are mushrooms we can find, which you can't do anything yet with. And this is the basic kind of way that combat works in this game mm-hmm. is by get, accruing an army of like pets with different properties. Yeah. So, you know, you have this first guard dog, then you'll get other guard dogs and other, other guard corpses and mm-hmm. guard jugadillos and such. Yeah. And then eventually you'll start, you'll want to start, uh, taking away their ability to walk because you have way too many things following you around. Yeah. Yeah, you have to, you have to, you have to misery them. <laughs> you have to hobble them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, old um, pro says like, ah, you can, you can pluck off their legs all you want, making you feel bad, making you feel like a little psychopath kid torturing flies. The um the the mechanic of doing this uh, is too clunky. Yes, uh, you have to trap an into like once you've trapped an enemy, you don't have to trap it again. You can just edit it. Mm-hmm. But you go in and then you are, I was playing with a controller because of uh, my recent injury. Mm-hmm. So you are walking around the menu to edit their things and you do it one by one. Yeah. Um, so until you get like, there's a, there's a hive mind ability later until you get that. If you have several different, you know, uh, uh, howlers and you want to give them all a property mm-hmm. or all stop them from following you, you have to go in them one by one. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe you wish this was controlled overhead from the mouse, like mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate. Yeah. RTS. Uh, a million times better mm-hmm. automatically. Like you wouldn't get the same immersion, but mm-hmm. in terms of like flow, it would just be so much easier and less interruptive. Like in a dev, like if this was an actual like dev tool, there would be a table view, right? Whereas like, yeah. okay, here's Howler instance one, Howler instance two. And they would have different columns where you could click and kind of manage all of them, you know, with, you know, control clicks and shift clicks and stuff like that. That's what I wanted. Cause yeah. fucking everything should be a, a spreadsheet for me, I guess. Uh, it, it would <laughs> so have spreadsheets been, are good. the spreadsheets are very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the kind of the bandaid that they put over this, like, you know, okay. It's frustrating when you have a bunch of enemies that all can, uh, overlap with each other. Like it gives you the ability to cycle through any of them that are near to you, but 
I wasted a lot of time thinking, okay, I think maybe this is the howler that's fireproof. And then I would go into the, go into its menu and look and see, nope, not this one, the other one. I would try and target it and I would target the exact same one that I was just in, uh, like that, that, that kind of stuff, which is why it became, you know, which is why I left, uh, I left howlers and other things laying all over behind me. Like it was that scene in glory. (laughs) A swath of destruction. Yeah. It's a weird thing where the limited resources in this game don't add very much. Yeah. Like limited life or having limited instances or Vancian expressions of the different properties mm-hmm. you can give to the the creatures just ended up being a time tax. Yeah. You know, there weren't a lot of puzzles that would be made too easy. Mm-hmm. If once I found fireproof, I just had unlimited access to fireproof. Yes. You know, in, in a puzzle, you usually only need one instance of a thing. Mm-hmm. It's just about putting it on the right creature. So like making that limited just meant this weird form of external menu juggling mm-hmm. like if you imagine leon kennedy walking around with all of his briefcases orbiting his head <laughs> and each one has a couple things in it yeah you know yeah uh, i just a lot of friction this time around it's a short game like it's not you know it's not like oh man i spent seven hours fucking with the inventory no no but it it was it's just annoying because mm-hmm. it's not what the game feels like it's about yeah yeah you, you know? know like the, the 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 play is about thinking all right well i need you know, I need this ability. And then when you find something that's with it, it's like, okay, cool. I can start like, you know, messing around with my Lego parts to like make a thing that'll do it for me. And there are a lot, there are lots of, you know, small little roadblocks put in the way of that. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, there's an audio log around here uh, where we can hear um, Ish confronting Coda with a recording of her addressing fans on a stream saying how she's going to take over the magic circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is what she's actually here to do yep. uh, with her assassination adjacent <laughs> plot. Um, you know, yeah. uh, and it seems very unconcerned with it. Uh, we are, n- we're never told when these things, uh, you know, are recorded in relation to each other. Like it's never put on like a timeline or like put into a list. So I don't know if like this was the day after she was hired and it just decides I can, I can look past this because, you know, we yeah. didn't, we didn't talk about it before, but like, in, in Coda's little introductory speech, she says, I know projects like this run on love and your tank is run dry. So I'm going to be here to, you know, to fill it back up. Right. So yeah. I don't know if like, yes, just didn't believe, <laughs> believe that she would have been lying to his face. And instead, you know, the truth was what he heard on the stream. It seems to be dropped very quickly. Yeah. I don't I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, we head into this, uh, forest, uh, where Ish, you know, uh, we get an audio log with him inviting Coda to offer feedback. She calls him my Lord, mm-hmm. uh, big Lord of British energy. Yes. Um, and there are, uh, caves here. We can find an audio log between Maze and Coda talking. Um, the office is wired up to record everything that's said, um, to claim as content for the company, mm-hmm. which is why we're getting all these audio logs of things that people would not meaningfully record. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I could believe that with uh, with Ish being such a control freak. Also, this is just a cartoonish version of uh, oh, if you had the if you had any version of this idea on my company time, I own it. So yeah. just trying to capture all of it so you can monetize idle thoughts from people. You know, again, Black Mirror kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we get Maze's motivation here, um, talking about how she wants to get fired. If she gets fired, she gets her magical likeness rights back. Mm-hmm. So she wants Coda to help her get fired before the game ships. Right. Um, ten years. <laughs> ten, uh, the ten, old pro- <laughs> ten, 
10 years. She's been working on this plan for 10 years, a decade. Uh-huh. People have lived and died in this time. Yep. She was a pro gamer. The, yeah. Uh, at like 23. So she's in her fucking mid thirties. Yeah. Two presidents. Um, uh, for sure. Yep. At the very least. <laughs> at least. Yeah. <laughs> Up to three presidents. Um, we run to the old pro. He talks about his plan uh, for the game. You know, you go, you defeat this game and demon, you go through an arc, but he says, that's not real. If you watch the gods, you learn that people don't arc. They just loop. Mm-hmm. You know, they just circle over and over and over. Themes in a magic circle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so you open up this crude gate uh, with a wheel and you get this uh, glitch cinematic uh, and Maze addresses you. You know, she has noticed your work here before, uh, but now uh, she is kind of making your case to you directly saying, you know, every time my gameplay uh, plays too rough with a story Bible, it shanks the controls away. You know, talking about uh, the frequent cutscenes that you're getting here. She is enlisting you, uh, in addition to Coda, to get her fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, uh, we get a little audio log saying how the Howlers are sentient, and the mm-hmm. reason why they're jerks uh, is because they're rebelling from being subjugated. Yeah. That doesn't really go anywhere. No. Uh, <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of big... Uh, kind of unexplored concepts in this uh, mm-hmm. computers becoming sentient is one of the big ones. It's just kind of taken for granted. It's like, Oh, yeah. it's the big bang. It's the one miracle that is needed for this, uh, for this to work. Um, you know, so this is like, I, I, the way that I read this was less like, this is something that is happening in real life. Like the Hallers are actually sentient. I think that this is just it, like built into the story actually. No, no, th- this is too, but it's a thematic oh, uh, echo yeah. of the old pro. Right. Like right. It, it's, again, it's just in this game, just being about things and not mm. kind of not being about them. Yeah. Yeah. So like Ish is talking about this and saying, oh, the Howlers being sentient and rebelling with violence because they're being oppressed. He says, oh, it's sort of my animal farm take on the slave trade. Uh, And Maze rightfully points out like, yeah, uh, before you go playing with fire like that, maybe take a look at all the NPCs and realize how white they are. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah you, you 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 haven't you haven't done the necessary work to be able to play in that space and so it says all right let's revert to placeholders please like that that is a good joke and a good point uh-huh that is entirely encapsulated within these like three sentences in the game yep you know in terms of this game not you know choosing or choosing to be about too many things mm-hmm. um as we continue through we fall into this placeholder cave and we get to summon the spaceship bulkhead of, from the old game. Mm-hmm. Um, the original text adventure had a small portion that was set in the distant future. And in the remake, you would start there. Yes. Um, with this kind of anti-hero, the pro, mm-hmm. uh, who we, we met the old pro. Yeah. And now we're in the like System Shock 1 zone. Yes. The uh, space station Limina. Yes. Yeah. Um, old pro tells you that, uh, you know, back then the gods thought they could put more than one hero in the game, do multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So the elevator in front of you won't open for you alone. That's kind of your first puzzle right uh, here. Yeah. Uh, so he sends you over to hibernetics. Uh, this is where his game would have begun, you know, kind of like aliens or what have you. Um, uh, he would have woken up from the stasis pod. Uh, we edit him uh, and we go in. He talks about how he's been stuck for 20 years. Uh, and in that time he has learned to reach out and affect the world, uh, indirectly. Uh, we take his cybernetic arm, uh, which will let mm-hmm. us boss the creatures around. This is a separate little tool that you can use to issue waypoints, uh, to your mm-hmm. followers. Yes. Uh, the way you get it is kind of clever. Mm-hmm. Um, you switch his model from the male to the female model, mm-hmm. which they had not completed. 
Yep. So the arms are just floating and it allows you to take them. Yeah, um, I, I like that. <laughs> I like yeah, that the female cute. model is completed after yeah, 20 years. Yeah. Um, um, this allows you to use the elevator because you can send your allies to go uh, step on the other pad. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can the, bridge. <laughs> the old pro is like frustrated that like, oh, of course they were lazy. They don't care what stands in the sensor as long as as long as it's just something. It yeah. didn't need to be Which another player. I don't think that's really lazy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a weird, like, man, old pro, get off their dicks <laughs> a little bit. Like, you know, yeah, just kind of, they don't even care. Like, why would they care? Yeah. It's a, like, would the computer care? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I don't know. Um, when you get up there, we're introduced to the door bot, who is this little uh, orb robot. Um, I use this guy as my bodyguard mm-hmm. a lot because I thought he's cute. Yeah. Um, and he has a lightning rod ability, which brings down force fields. Uh, so if you make him follow you, uh, it'll open up doors for you, and you can also make him fight, give him fire breath and shit later. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when you're going through here, we're finding creator commentary. Uh, even though this game is so unfinished and everything, they started making commentary for it. Mm-hmm. Um, they they draw a line under this, but something I think about a lot uh, is that characters inside of work criticizing the plot mm-hmm. um, is something you have to be really careful with. Yes. Because sometimes that can really work. Uh, oftentimes, though, it's kind of used as an excuse to do something implausible. Yes. You know, and that's what's happening here. Yeah. Um, I, know, I, believe that, like, I, I believe that Ish is enough of an egomaniac that he would believe people would want him to comment on something unfinished. I would believe it on a smaller time scale. Yeah. Like the, this is it's it's the exaggeration hurts this to me. Yeah, I can. I can um, agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but he's, you know, he's, uh, says he, and he's also doing this to not do other work, mm-hmm. you know, which makes sense. Cause like yeah, that, yeah. that is also believable. Um, mm-hmm. when you leave, we go back into the fantasy world. I uh, hear they're kind of connected. Mm-hmm. There's this big Stargate, Stargate up in, up in the sky. This is the sky bastard overlook, uh, where Coda is confronting maze about the sci-fi world. Um, yeah. you know, and Coda's pissed, like that world is completed, but you're not finished. Like we never got to see that. You guys had a complete game mm-hmm. and you, know, you, just, you just flush it away. It. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll find out more about her kind of history with this later on. This is kind of her version of the, uh, uh, dark souls two with the, with the old lighting engine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Ari this 1. is point five. <laughs> this is where Coda, uh, kind of, uh, loses it on maze and says, Hey, you've lost, you've lost touch with the fan community that you came from. Um, and Coda uses her off powers, uh, to strip maze of her editing powers, kind of making her just an observer, uh, who can go through, yeah. uh, and also, uh, we get the implausible story beat here. Uh, Ish, uh, has signed maze's brand rights over to Coda and didn't even ask why. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, cool. Again, that's, that's, that's made this person a slave for more than a decade. Yeah. But you know, sure. Fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, so Coda is using cheats. She has these whirly birds, which are these like little, uh, drones, these mm-hmm. sky drone things acting as her bodyguards. Yes. So the bulk of the game actually, uh, is assembling a way to counter those. Mm-hmm. So we can get onto the next phase. Right. Um, yeah. And as in your way there, there's a change log with an arrow saying this way. And the art director, uh, put that sarcastically because the level designer kept bu- bugging you about clarity again, mm-hmm. kind of inside baseball. Yeah. Uh, you know, that valve commentary thing about how <laughs> game designers will show you where to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like the, 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 the interplay on this is pretty funny because he put this arrow in as a joke and then the level designer is like, Oh, I kind of like it. Let's keep it. <laughs> yeah. yeah fuck everyone hates each other everyone's mm-hmm. really unpleasant nobody knows how to work together at all yeah yeah 
It must have really sucked to work on Bioshock. (laughs) I guess. It must have been really fucking horrible. (laughs) Why would you put up with it? Oh, because it's an exclusive industry. And they use the fact that there are armies of people who would do it for free waiting behind you Mm -hmm. uh, to uh, as leverage to get you into untenable conditions. Oh, Mm -hmm. right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) I retract my point. Um, Yeah. (laughs) so this gets us out to the hub uh we're in these desert plains uh we can hear ish talking with coda about how this game will be his legacy uh because he doesn't have uh any any family kind of his original idea for this was almost like a dragon quest what is that dragon quest 5 where you play multiple generations yes yeah doing that his idea was that the game would observe you um and uh create an offspring that you would go in and play as uh, and the offspring uh their traits would uh would be based on your behavior yes uh which is a cool idea Mm -hmm. you know that's that's a-okay that seems like something somebody would do now Mm -hmm. as kind of a game idea um you know it's he's really driven by this theme yes you know of of uh sterility and infertility Mm-hmm. um you know pretty pretty intensely yes um the original text adventure ended with these lines you know by the time we understand our legacy it's too late to change it um you know which is which is true and a mm-hmm. good line yes uh there yeah uh and it will be his primary motivation because of his uh his as tv tropes would say a freudian excuse yes yeah yeah Uh, We find an audio log uh, in a cave nearby. Uh, So you can go like in any direction from this point. I'm presenting things in the order that I went. Um, And I went, I made sure that I went to every uh, particular place. Understand that we are in the nonlinear portion of things here. Uh, But also these probably these puzzles are not going to necessarily be solved. You can solve them in different ways. Yes. Yeah. Uh, There's an audio log in a cave uh, that you can restore um, about the game's script. Uh, Coda um knows more about the world that ish created than he does like she is correcting him um about mm-hmm. uh, certain things and uh i'm i'm sure that this happens uh and i'm not yeah. being sarcastic there she says oh if you need new material uh all i you know what i can do as a as a community uh community leader i can just go and start an argument in the forums and people will think everything through for you and you can pick and yeah. choose <laughs> and crowdsource this yeah without them knowing um, so these places, this is kind of introducing the Metroidvania section of this. Like, there are areas locked off by enemies. Uh, there's a castle of these spiders. These walkways with these exploding things called flamers. There's a door guarded by a, a flying sentinel. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to find counters for these monsters before we can continue. Right. Um, the easiest place to get is to go back into the sci-fi zone, into the shuttle bay entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where the game straight up tells you, you know, uh, don't worry if your problems seem too messy perfect is what got them in the first place i guarantee you anything you do will be better than the thing they never do Mm -hmm. which is i agree with that but man is it said at length and very forcefully (laughs) like you know i i really do believe a solution that works that isn't pretty is better than no solution at all yeah uh man there's something about garrett telling it to me like he's drunk at a bar that made it (laughs) seem annoying to hear yeah you know with it I, and, uh, uh, you know, I think that anybody who works professionally understands that efficacious and elegance uh, will beat any alternative most of the time, especially in game dev and software dev. Right. 
you know, accomplishing anything is kind of a uh, product of, uh, I say this like I know, but, you know, uh, you know, accomplishing anything in any field is oftentimes a result of, let's say, very smartly applied laziness, Yeah, <laughs> let's say. Um, yeah, it is just delivered with force in a way that I, I, it, make, it makes me feel like they were afraid people were going to miss it. Yeah. 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 Um, so you can you take an elevator um, up to the bridge. Uh, there's developer commentary here. Ish is talking about. How he made this argument uh, that the player would want to see the sky, uh, you know, referring to them as, uh, you know, as his children, you know, and himself as this creator who has given them the ability he has deigned that they have this right to look up at the sky. Uh, and he says as much, he says, I started to think about the players as children. I can only hope that somewhere out there, one of you felt the same. Oops. Uh-oh. They did. Yeah. And they they, <laughs> yeah. they they tried to get you killed. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're going to come Oedipus you. Yeah, um, the uh, uh, you walk down this evacuation tunnel. We find commentary where Ish talks about how the game seemed broken, but he came in one morning and it was all fixed. Uh, and he's you know now I'm a highly public atheist, but it seemed like an act of God. Uh, <laughs> highly, yeah, public, highly public atheist. Yeah, highly public uh, atheist is the most uh, is the most compact way in three words to describe a very particular personality type that I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's also during these points uh, they start like he's getting drunker as he yes. goes as he records these, so that's why they start getting maudlin and like. Mm-hmm. You know, and it ends up kind of making sense. Yeah. Um, we find some conversation between Maze and Ish. Uh, Ish trying to make the multiplayer uh, a cooperative story experience, and Maze and her friends uh, just broke in and started ganking people. This is in the original mm-hmm. uh, MUD, and that's why he hired her. Yes. Um, you know, because yeah. the game started selling mm-hmm. as this, you know, and he just he just says it for her benefit. You yeah. Know, but it's really for our benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, this multi-user MUD that was a story experience, people actually liked the multiplayer combat more mm-hmm. and she laments never being able to kill him uh going back to you know richard garriott uh, being unkillable <laughs> in ultima online yes yeah i love that he describes uh what evelyn did to his game as turning it into a murder circus yeah yeah yep frags <laughs> up frags uh, up for gamers yeah um there's a change log between eric last uh who is the lead level designer i don't know what last has to do with that um, I, I kind of wish I could take that away from people. Yeah. The the meaningful name thing, mm-hmm. because for every time it feels kind of good, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, I feel like there are like four times where it just seems stupid as hell. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, just name something that sounds cool mm-hmm. and sounds good to you rather than like it having to be an illusion because it's not as clever as you think it is. It just, it, 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 it seems, um, I don't know. It, it almost feels like uh, it's an invitation to... Uh, uh, use the first draft like there's no such thing as uh as two on the nose yeah you know but they're, they're definitely better versions of it mm-hmm. you know than this like this is very very direct but like i don't know it, it is uh it's becoming a pet peeve I think. yeah that's been so. a pet peeve for you for a while i think i guess that's true yeah it comes it comes down to uh taking a class on um hitchcock Mm. and watching north by northwest and like the character being named thornton and he's like thornton crowd of <laughs> crown of thorns Ooh. and me just being like i like you teacher but fuck man like, <laughs> uh, ugh. 
Oh, take it easy there, Christina Ricci. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, but this change log uh, is a conversation between uh, between uh, Last and Maze talking about needing to cut things like dungeon ecology for memory purposes. Uh, mm-hmm. There were there were a couple of other conversations like, you know, uh, somebody had, had attempted to give the howlers, um, you know, more realistic behavior, you know, like, oh, yeah, they would uh, go and like search for food and they would have family units and packs and stuff. And Maze came in and said, oh, no, all they need to do is run at the player and attack them because that's all the player is going to notice. Uh, yeah, which I disagree with. Dungeon Ecology. Absolutely bug. disagree with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dungeon Ecology is great. Yes. You know, not to out myself as an ish. But, <laughs> well, no, it's um, specifically like Dungeon Ecology. It makes for interesting play. <laughs> like it is yeah. one of those things that is explicitly the compromise that is good. You know, well, that's, Look, that's the frustrating <laughs> thing is that Maze is not representing somebody who is mechanics first. She's mm-hmm. representing somebody who's deathmatch first. Yes. Like, it's not just that every game has to have mechanics. It's that every game has to be a multiplayer deathmatch. Mm-hmm. Which I disagree you know, with. Which is, well, who, no one agrees with that. Right. You know, it, it's such a, it's such a like, uh, you know, it's part of why these characters seem so unlikable and so unreasonable. Mm-hmm. And some of the messaging in this game falls flat is like, nobody actually represents any of these opinions. Right. Um, you know, they're also exaggerated as to be, you know, Ken Levinian. Yes. Uh, you know, Maze so. says that she has tried to delete things, but they still remain on the object list. This is just a kind of a way for them to hand wave why deleted things are still around. Yeah. Yep. Um, we're heading over uh, to this uh, back towards Nadir's prison uh, here. And we talked to a mushroom wizard who's trapped in a cell. Do <laughs> um, but he's trapped. So we need to get the key. Yes. Um we we learn a little bit more about the studio's financial problems. Uh, Coda is talking to Ish about a you know a call from the loan officer, which reveals that Ish took out a Faustian loan <laughs> to make payroll. I love I love the idea. I love the idea that just a bank offers that like that's on their product sheet. Now we can move you over like, to the Faustian line <laughs> in tier. Yeah, and it's it's attempting to make give a little bit of uh, positive shade to Ish. Yes, you know, like he's doing it to make payroll. He's not you know, doing it as for him. Like Coda says, she doesn't want to take a salary, but he's like, no, 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 you work here. Like you get to, yeah. you get money, which you know, good. Which, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if that would be a little bit too, a little bit too close to home that, uh, if, if there, if there was a studio head who insisted that people not be paid for extra work. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so to open this cell, you need a key. Um, and this is really frustrating because it is a cool puzzle, uh, whose solution is literally scrawled on the wall behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not do it this way. Ooh. Uh, this time around, I did these things in a different order and I tractor beamed the key. Ooh, nice. Uh, to myself. But the way you're supposed to do it is there's these, uh, lava blocks and these turtles, uh, on it, uh, the jugadillos. You cannot use a stepping stones because the lava kills them immediately mm-hmm. uh, or they fall through the floor. So you have to become ghosted to jump uh, on them right? to uh, to get across, to get the key to unlock the wizard. You can then now have uh, protect you, right. the mushroom wizard, who is a design I like. Mm-hmm. That's, a good, that's good. He's got I love his little beard. Yeah, yeah he's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this will protect you from uh, from some damage. Uh, you can either put that on uh, on him and have him follow you around or move that on to anything else. It's literally how the game works. I don't know why I feel uh, an hour in. I yeah. feel it necessary to describe that. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
uh, kind of heartbreaking here. There's an audio log um, of Coda breaking in to check Ish's voicemail. Um, and you can mm-hmm. find the exact moment. Weird move. Yeah. L- little, little, little invasion <laughs> of privacy. Yeah. Um, uh, but you can find the exact moment when, uh, when Ish stopped caring, when he checked out, uh, because it's full. And the last unplayed message uh, is from eight years ago. Uh, and this is a call from his uh, fertility doctor. Like he was still working with his ex-wife to try and have a kid. Um, and repeated testing has confirmed that Ish is sterile and he needs to start looking at, um, he needs to start looking at adoption or considering that if he wants to have a kid, um, which is tragic. And my heart goes out to anybody who has ever dealt with that to want to have a kid and not be able to, it has to be one of the biggest disappointments. Yeah. Yeah. It, again, the scale is what loses me on this. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, eight years of just like running in place. Yeah. Because of this thing. Like, I'm not trying to make like a self actualization flex, but I, I do think that, like, you know, you don't have to get over everything, but you should, you could try, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you can surround yourself with people who will tell you, like, hey, like, you know, this is, you maybe need to work on this. Yeah. And, uh, there, there, there could possibly be like a uh, a treatment of this where it, his stature like enabled him to surround himself with enablers. Let's say enable yes. the enablers, right? And he but has he's surrounded been... by pushy people. Who hate him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's thing, surrounded by right? people just constantly talking shit about his balls and his barren <laughs> wasteland of a dick. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, just it, it shoot shoots little sperms, but they've got uh they've got skulls instead of the round part at the front. Yeah, your death brag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're spritzing glue, but it's it's Elmer's. It doesn't work. Maybe it's somebody who spritzes uh, magic magic glue or whatever. Um, yeah, the, uh, it's just again eight years, and mm-hmm. then just like not checking your voicemail for eight years, and it just it 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 is too much. Yeah, uh, for me, like even if I am sympathetic to it, it's also really pat. Yeah, you know, like Ish gets one of the most complete stories of this, but it's so much a solved equation. Mm-hmm. Like wanted to have kids, could not have kids, got obsessed with the creative work. Like it's it's too the the pieces are like two there, mm-hmm. you know, for that. It's just it's very it's very strange the line this game fails to walk. Yeah, uh, with, yeah. with its narrative. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's funny that he starts trying to adopt people around him to the point where HR yeah. needs to get involved. Like that is a good joke. Uh, it's, it's a great <laughs> joke. It's bad pathos. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and the the intersection between those two things is mm-hmm. difficult to do. Yeah, you know, making those two things work together. I just I love the idea of ad- of adopting an adult. <laughs> it's good. I do like an adult adoption. Yeah, there's a really good human giant sketch about that, hmm. where they they realize that mothers get like super strength to lift cars off their babies, <laughs> and a piece of furniture falls on a guy, and he's like, "Quick, quick, adopt me!" And like she runs out and comes back with the judge, and uh, she can't do it. She's like, "No, somewhere I know that you're not my son." <laughs> it, it's very funny. That's good. The, uh, so we ran across this river of lava. Um, there's, again, different ways you can do this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, rocks are fireproof. So you can use two rocks. Uh, you can also teleport across it mm-hmm. uh, or get on something and make it fly, depending on what order you do things in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you just had to get across this river of lava mm-hmm. um, to uh, get to this other section of the sci-fi world, the right. teleport bay. Yes. Uh, Maze will confront you here. 
um, and ask you what you want because you're you are nobody really knows what you're here or why like what you are or why you're here. Um, and I mm-hmm. even read some stuff that like implied you're another AI who became sentient. It's kind of messy. Uh, but she says, yeah. "Hey, if you can lock Coda out of her account at the E4 demo, uh, Maze will give me Coda's job, assuming I am a uh, I am I am a human, and that that is anything that I would want." Uh, to work yes. um, alongside these people. Yeah, you want to go into this Legness rights prison where everything you say is recorded. Yeah, um. <laughs> <laughs> nothing here is a compelling uh, is a compelling uh, uh, sales pitch. Uh, yeah. For you know, just maybe check with your recruiting department, update the pamphlet a little bit. Um, there's a commentary node where Ish, you know, admits that he's sterile. Uh, that's why he set the story in space because space represents his big nothing and players can bring whatever their nothing is to it. So like, this is my barren ball sack, but mm-hmm. everything, you know, whatever the player is missing, this can represent. It's a yes. powerful metaphor. It's my O2 low perilous spacewalk into nothing's orbit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is where we get uh, teleportation mm-hmm. from these, uh, these teleportation pads. Um, and this can take us to the tractor bay. This is where we also get tractor beaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, both of these are very useful. I ended up using these to solve a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, also, I love, so we've made reference to these Jugadillos. Uh, these are uh, turtles with flat backs, which means that mm-hmm. they are perfect to be made either into mobile teleport pads or into uh, floating platforms uh, that you can ride. It also makes me think of Jugadillas. Like a quesadilla juggalo, Ooh, uh, which I liked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. um, the, uh, the this is a this. I just put this together. You know what this game reminds me of a little bit? Uh, Scribble knots. Oh yeah. In in the way that like once you get teleport and tractor beam and flying, you can basically solve everything. Yeah. Um, the same way with like scribble knots, like jetpack is the solution to ninety nine percent of scribble knots puzzles. Yeah, and scribble knots is kind of a similar thing where I like when I first heard the like the concept, like the pitch three years before the game came out, uh, like on One Up FM or whatever. I was like, this is going to be the be all end all of everything. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. the actual game itself didn't live up to the pitch. Uh, it's pretty, they're pretty boring. Like the, you can have fun in them, uh-huh. but they are they are pretty boring. I played it uh, a demo of it at PAX and was like, "This is awesome." Yeah, yeah. And like the developers were there, and I was like, I had to carve a tree or something, and I was like, "What if I used like laser gun to do it?" Mm-hmm. It didn't work, and they were like, "Oh, well, maybe we'll put that in." I was mm-hmm. like, "I'm so fucking cool." Yeah, uh, you know, like I felt really good about it. And then the game came out, and I played it, and I'm like, "This is all right." Yeah, kind of uh, hit the ceiling you, on you this pretty quick. Huh? Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> If you, if you, if you're really creative, you can kind of make your own fun with this, but, Mm -hmm. um, flying solves everything. Yeah. No. Um, (laughs) that's a a good observation. Good comparison here. Um, but yeah, uh, you get to the tractor bay by removing the uh, teleport ability from one of the pads. So it'll force you to the third location. Um, over here in the tractor bay, you get a commentary note for, about, uh, Isha's original plans for the tractor beam nodes. Uh, like the idea was that, that these would drag you, uh, through the station, uh, to these uh, different places. Uh, very literally just like, oh, the developer will move you around to where they want to go. Uh, and of course, Maze goes 180 from that and says, no, we need to have playable vehicles for multiplayer, uh, where, you know, yeah. the players can go wherever they would like. Uh, and things ended in a stalemate, uh, like so many things. Yes. Let's just put in placeholders and move on yep. to the next thing, not solving this problem. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, there's another commentary where it's just kind of losing, uh, losing it. He talks about, he, you know, he wants his ideas to outlive him. This is where he's really drunk. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he wants the, the meeting with the star father to end at the end to be the relationship. Yes. Um, and then as he says, he's like, no, no, this is bullshit. Like, this is just a test tube. Mm -hmm. I had to stop recording because if I sit here, uh, staring at this false world for another moment, I might just end it all. Uh, you know, very dramatic uh, in the commentary recording booth to threaten suicide to your, uh, you know, to your engineer, baklava. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like, it's 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 a fucked up thing to do. Yeah, yeah, um, a little bit of a little bit of emotional violence uh, to go around. Yeah. It's already spread. Men pretty would thick. rather threaten suicide <laughs> in the recording booth than get therapy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh man! <laughs> so uh, there's a tractor bot here that will draw all of your pets in and stuff. You can take this ability. Uh, this was my first special attack that I had. Um, mm. This is good. You can just put it on. Uh, I think that I put it on my little door bot, actually. No, no, I put it on a corpse because I put everything on a corpse. Uh, and you can direct it near whatever you would like it to grab. This is a way that yeah. you can uh, deal with the sentinel later on. You can deal with a lot mm. of things this way. Yeah, this is very powerful. Yeah. Uh, we make our way into the Xeno Lab where there's a creature called Cerebra. Uh, not the Cerebra from X-Men 2099. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask you about that's that because that sounded familiar. Yeah. Yeah. D- yeah. So somebody will, somebody will really like that. Mm, is um, Cerebra different than and, Danger? Yes. Okay. Uh, better design. Okay. Um, at the very least. Hard to do. Design or easy to do, rather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you uh, set this thing loose, it has the mind swap ability and it mind swaps with a cyber rat. Uh, which are these little just like non-entities that have been floating around. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, hear. Um, you want to get the mind swap ability, or if you do, you know, at this point, mm-hmm. like you probably have enough tools to to beat this section. Um, in a weird thing that is not signaled to you, the more of this you complete, the more abilities you get and story you reveal, mm-hmm. uh, it makes the end game easier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is really strange. Um, that is a hidden kind of mechanic Yeah. in this. Um, but if you want to get that, you use the teleport other ability to get inside the test chamber. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can teleport, you know, turtles entry, rat as exit, and get this mind swap ability. Yes. Yeah. I never found what to do with this. Uh, same thing with Hive Mind, actually. I never really fought with that. Yeah. But I got Hive Mind Blast, as we're going to see. So. Yeah. You don't have to, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, when you leave the lab, uh, you go up to the top of a hill and find a, a commentary node. This is where we get a uh, an HR guy uh, involved, Saxon. Uh, this is voiced by Ken Levine, literally phoning it in, like they have yeah. him on uh, on speakerphone for this, uh, <laughs> uh, trying to mediate between Ish and Maze uh, because Ish tried to adopt Maze uh, without her consent, uh, which is not cool uh, and is bad. Yeah. And also, this HR guy is the he is terrible at his job. Actually, he uh, commits severe malpractice. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so with, there's this, like, as we head forward, there's this gap uh, that's guarded by this floating creature called a sentinel, which we mentioned uh, before, and it repulses, it pushes anything away. Mm-hmm. So you can have the tractor bot draw it to you. So you can have your uh, your pets kill it. Um, you can go around it if you can fly, mm-hmm. if you take a circuitous route, et cetera. Um, and this gives you, uh, getting this uh, gives you float as a verb, um, which allows you, uh, float creatures cannot move on their own, they can just float. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can then uh, use this in combination with tractor beams to move things around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I threw the tractor bot over to the other side and used that to drag me on a jugadillo um, across this little yeah. gap here. Yep. 
Yeah. I don't remember exactly how I did it, but probably something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when you're in here, Old Pro uh, starts talking about why he enlisted your help. Uh, he realized that he couldn't help the gods. Uh, like, they wouldn't notice him. They wouldn't listen to him. Uh, so he started playing pranks on them, uh, like messing around and breaking things. Uh, and ultimately, over the years, again, this incredibly long time span, he lost all joy uh, in the act of creation. Uh, he says, you know, this isn't about pity, but a god ought to take some joy in his work. Sure. Yeah. Um, we we get the... Uh, I was sharing the... Uh... The line, not you. Yeah, okay. Sure, I was cool. I was gonna be all hurt. The, I was I was hovering over the disconnect, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't Never have my like if, if you didn't have my likeness rights, I'd be so yeah. out of here. Yeah. Anybody want to buy the rights to an orange sphere? Um, hey. <laughs> well, sorry. Guppy <dude. laughs> hey, energy. Fucking mean. Okay. All I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, guppy energy. I, you're a beautiful man. I love you. <laughs> Um, and I'm just like a, a pink and brown sphere. Like it's, it's fine. Um, it just, uh, it's just, uh, you know, I saw it, saw it. And took it. <laughs> no, I got you. It's fine. Um, it's okay. Yeah. The, um, the, uh, so was, you find this audio, uh, log by the sci-fi door that has Ish practicing his speech in the event that the studio goes bankrupt, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and this is, uh, you get the sense that he wants to do this. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, and that's kind of confirmed later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talking about how, like, uh, starting out with how humanity processes failure. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it's folly that uh, game designers think they can get around that with just a button. Yeah. And he remarks on himself saying, Cripes, how do I manage to be preachy and self loathing uh, without so much as a segue? And this is where he concludes, mm-hmm. I'd better find some money. Again, yeah. the, 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 the solution isn't to, like, f- like fix the problem in his speech or, like, inquire why uh, he can be preachy and self-loathing at the same time. No, the solution is to protract things further. <laughs> like, no, I better yeah, go or, solve this other problem. <laughs> or, like, eliminate the need in him for perfection and feature creep. Yeah, and, yeah. And, like, ship a game, uh-huh. you know. A lot of other options other than just, like, fleecing more money from people. Yep. Um, this door puts you in the, uh, the space station's med bay, which is under quarantined, enforced by a robot called the Securitron, mm-hmm. uh, who has a rail gun. Uh, this is a, a very powerful attack yeah. uh, you can get and attached to a pet. Yes. Uh, there's yeah. also the Whirly Bay uh, down here. Uh, where I uh, uh, had to bring a lot of allies in. Uh, you cannot edit something while it's in the air. Like, so you have to, yeah. like, drag it Kill down um, with a uh, with, with the tractor and then have your people kill it so you can uh, go in and edit it. Um, and, yeah, I made it my ally, and this was, you know, the best chance at ghosting the Sky Bastard. Mm, yeah. Um, this bay is like a multiplayer map back when the game was going to be multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And the commentary here has another HR meditation or mediation. Uh, HR meditation. You have heard of win win, but consider yeah. the third win, pass win, win. the win yeah. win win. <laughs> the, um, uh, uh, Ish and Maze are arguing about whether they should cut the multiplayer, and Maze accuses Ish of having a problem with player expression. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ish calls that urinal graffiti. Yeah. You know, if we give, mm-hmm. you know, if the, and whenever the player expresses himself using the verbs that we give to him, it is no better than just, you know, things that are scatological. Um, and, you know, in talking about this, it says, you know, we're cutting the crouch button. No one will teabag God. Uh, you know, how can you yeah. even teabag in a spacesuit? 
So again, uh, the the weird thing is that you know he is meant to be uh, silly. You know this is meant to be uh, dumb. Once the players actually get control of this, uh, everyone who thinks something negative about this is right, mm-hmm. and they just mess up everything. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. got some got some bones to pick with the ending on the bad boy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, the kind of final note of this before you get to the uh, last part of the open world is the Hiver Queen's uh, domain. Um, we've run into hivers before, these little spider things. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't edit them because they have something called groupthink. Yes. Um, so we have to get to uh, the center of this and get rid of uh, the queen to get rid of the groupthink ability. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is probably one of the last things you're going to do because it is very difficult. Uh, there's like a, a chain log outside of the hiver queen's uh, little uh, Quillag's domain there that says like, yeah, uh, the, the, the attack range and strength is way too, way too big. Like this is not difficulty uh, tested at all. Uh, yeah. So maybe go ahead and fix this. Even like getting past the, uh, the hivers is pretty tough because there are a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you do this, Maze talks to you, she says she's impressed and she's like, listen, you know, I'm going to let you in on a secret. This is the only story a game ever needs. There are two cavemen, uh, called Frag and Brag. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to underline this just because it's, you know, I always feel a little self-conscious about criticizing a lady's voice acting performance. Yeah. You don't uh, want to be the guy like who it, talks about vocal fry or whatever. Yeah. No, you want to totally. Yeah. This is so fucking obnoxious. Yes. I just, the delivery here, and it, yeah. it, I don't think it's the actress, you know, I think it's the writing and the, the direction, I, but I, just this idea, like frag, you know, the first game was created because two people wanted the same thing and didn't want to kill each other. Mm-hmm. Frag was good at it, but Bragg later said he couldn't do it because the sun was in his eyes or something. Mm-hmm. He ruined it by adding a story. Uh, that's, you know, incoherent. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, that doesn't make any sense. And the way she expresses it, like she's like in a vacuum dropping you know, wisdom on you. Like she's giving a speech, Uh huh. you know, at, at like a commencement or something <laughs> it just fucking sucks. Well, yeah. Like, and she, when she says like so much fr- frag and brag, you know, they're not just things that I have tattooed on my knuckles, regardless of gender expression. I would not like <laughs> yeah. this person, you know, like absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, shit. I will, I will disregard your input. I do not agree with your philosophy. I don't think it would result in better products, uh, no. <laughs> but it is presented as, you know you know in the game as one of three equally viable philosophies coming down from a mountain um yeah you know and you know and and speaking its truth to you and also like oh we have frag and brag she's a huge braggart <laughs> yeah she, she's horrible she talks about like the the uh galley of lost souls of people who she's like defeated yeah well in like multiplayer deathmatch th- there's a there, there's a uh it's not just people that she's defeated uh coda goes into her office and sees that there is a wall that is covered with gamer avatars and each of them has a little voice recorder it is her chorus of the chorus of the damned what she has done it's like, is some fucking mask of the betrayer shit we're <laughs> 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 having this wailing wall of like <laughs> Well, what she has done is every time she's like killed a dude and they find out that she's a woman, she records their misogynistic rants. Like one of them says like, oh, don't you know that cheating gives you pussy cancer or something yes. like that? Um, and she records this and puts them up and she is kind of, you know, I, I read this as being very insecure. She will get alcohol and come in here and press play on them all at once and listen to them. Yeah. 
and and don't mistake this for me being like, yeah, those gamer dudes who are being sexist. No, are they they fucking like, obviously suck. They suck. Yeah, everything in this. Yeah, every every and, point of view in this game fucking sucks. Uh huh. And uh, you know, it's what, it's okay. Yeah. You know, it's it is good to take joy. Like, haha, I made that person angry. You know, like they're hateful. And, and I DarkSoulsHaters.tumblr.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, gloating over them. Like, not only not only are they hateful, but they also fucking suck at this game. You know, I, I hope yeah. I made their day worse because their opinions are bad. <laughs> but like, uh, like it 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 is portrayed in a sad and off-putting way here it, it uh if i saw somebody with a, a knuckle tattoo that said frag the only acceptable other knuckle tattoo would be like gl yes <laughs> i'm <be> like cool <laughs> i think you're down with that yeah, <laughs> yeah like first fist and you're like oh no second um, fist oh, oh huh? okay <laughs> now we've got something to talk Boober? about <laughs> yeah <laughs> what was the deal with the dozers what messaging were they doing with those happy slaves it was um, yeah it's Oh man, <laughs> Fraggles! That's good. Uh, I liked that. Um, yeah, um, I can look past that real mean things you said earlier and compliment your joke. See? Thank you, thank yeah. you, buddy. I I, 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 I compliment your jokes too. I, know. Um, <laughs> like, I, I really honestly blame Will Hughes and his increased presence on the network for yeah. my. Like, for I'm not saying that it hasn't been a decade of. Yeah, yeah. Me just saying a mean thing because it occurs to me. Uh-huh. But he's definitely normalized it within me a little bit more. <laughs> you know, so like yeah. And this is know. this is very shortly after he cre- he he contributed to the most belligerent episode of Orb, like a show that yeah, has that that, week. It, <laughs> that has it's a show that has no reason uh, to be as aggressive as as he made it. Uh, we yeah. we all contributed to it. You did lay a trap for me though, which I still haven't gotten I, over. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, and and we love Will. Yes, uh, we think this kind of thing is funny. Yeah, uh, and and if you don't, don't let us know. Yeah. Um, the uh, so we uh, there's a little subplot here that we talked. I mentioned earlier where yeah. Ish invites Coda to his forest castle, uh, where he lives, and mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, that's awesome! What should I wear?" And he's like, "You'll see." Yeah, it's like and I'll tell tell you what you wear. Yeah. yeah, like there's going to be costumes there. And then there, she records herself going. Uh, later, it shows her in the forest. And there are like people with cloaks and shit. Yeah. Um, you know, and she talks about how she knows that Ish, is, Ish and his uh, ex-wife are Polly and that they have orgies all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, with the best will in the world, I feel like this is referring to Sierra. Like yeah, Sierra I can see culture, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, where everybody's in hot tubs and shit. But uh, it does not go anywhere. No. Uh, and it's not particularly funny. Because it wasn't remarked upon later, I just kind of chose to believe that she misread the situation and Ish was just into, like, nerd LARP shit. Like, oh, I have this place out in the woods. You know, like, she she heard this, like, you know, medieval music when she went out there. Like, I figured that they were just, like, cavorting in the woods. Yeah, he's Richard Garriott shit. Yeah, yeah. You know? You know. But it's, like, it's left open-ended. annoying, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's, So uh, we head back over to the Sky Bastard Overlook, and now we can send a whirly bird with a railgun uh, to kill Coda mm. and her whirlies, we, or various other things. We can attach things to things to, to kill her. Yes. Um, and we get another audio log here of mediation where Ish and Maze are drinking together, and they get along pretty well. Yeah. And the HR well, guy is also the, drunk and telling them to get married. Yeah. Uh, malfeasance. <laughs> the, the, the HR guy is the one earlier. who told them to get drunk later. Like, yeah, I've got my unconventional ways. Like, dude, yeah. do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. 
uh, everything can be sued over. It's like, oh, get married, you guys. The fucking worst. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. Uh, there's also like, this feels like it's drawing a patch under the incredulity that I'm uh, experiencing. Yeah. You know, because like, this is the point where they decide to scrap the sci fi and go with fantasy, and Maze gets hired as the lead designer. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, you know, uh, like papering over things. Like at some point, you know, somebody who was writing this was like, yeah, this is dumb that they did this for 10 years and they hate each other and they still work together. Mm-hmm. And are like, oh, we'll just make a, you know, we'll throw in an audio log about them getting drunk and getting along one night and making a bunch of decisions. Yeah. You know, like it, it's a lot of, and you know, if I want to be incredibly kind, I can say that's the kind of papering over things that happens in design work. Mm-hmm. You know, like that is the kind of, like the story is mirroring the mechanics in terms of having jury rigged yeah. solutions and such. Yeah. But you know, I don't, I don't want to remark on author intent at all, but I, I can remark on author effect mm-hmm. uh, for me, which was not, you know, to feel particularly moved or into that. Yeah. No, yeah. it, it felt, uh, insufficient, let's say. Yeah. Um, when we edit Coda's sky bastard, she gets really mad. She tries to contact tech support, but the old pro, uh, using the screen name of it pro, um, is kind of cock blocking her on it. Yes. Saying like, um, oh, it'll take me a while to get, you know, to get to get your uh, to your ticket. Um, and this is where you get the uh, the prompt to ask, like, hey, do you want to go into the end game? Ready. Here we go. Swell. Shh. Let's 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 Here we go. Uh, still sharp. We can do better. Yeah. Uh, and this starts the two uh, or three kind of end game scenarios and that are mostly totally different gameplay. Like mm-hmm. this is the end of the bulk of the game. This is now not interactive cutscene quite, mm-hmm. but just like really kind of weird turns. Yes. Um, yeah. Here. Things are more on rails than when you were wander- wandering around the desert trying to grab verbs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we start at E4. Um you know, we can hear all this. We can't see it just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coda is booting up the E4 demo backstage, um, you know, and she's invited all these other hardcore fans to spend the last day with her making the demo. Mm-hmm. You know, think of the man that Starfather used to be and make it to fool him. Right. Uh, and it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very pleased. Yeah. She, you know, invites all of these other Sky Bastards in and they they, they put things together in time lapse, you know, and Ish is so pleased that he says, oh, I was thinking of changing the line at the end to say daughter instead of son. You know, like, ah, yes, I can't legally adopt you, but I will figuratively adopt you in the game that you made, that you made for me. Yes. Yeah. The uh, I'm going to adopt somebody. Somebody's getting <laughs> so, fucking adopted. Somebody's being adopted. Me kicking got... open the door, door of a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm, here to, I'm here to kick ass and adopt somebody, and I'm all out of asses to kick. Chew gum and adopt son. Coda's plan, her long con for this whole thing, uh-huh. um, is that she's going to toggle the deleted sci-fi version of the game to show all the fans uh, what was taken from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing a fairly quick, uh, to me at least, uh, outright villain turn. Like, you know, the, this game now has a real problem. You know, initially it was still like not very sympathetic, but it was a little bit more sympathetic to, to fandoms, Yeah, you know, yeah. Who, who care about this stuff. Now the game is like fans fucking suck. They think they're really entitled and they're murderers. <laughs> um, you know, all of a sudden. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, kind kind of out of nowhere. This was only like a little bit alluded to, you know, Coda coming in and, you know, outright saying, I know more about this world than you do. You know, her addressing her stream and saying, hey, we're going to take this over from the inside, et cetera, et cetera. Like this becomes like straight up a plot to ruin Isha's life further. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. We, we could control the motion control camera so we can see people. Uh, they're represented as constellations of moving dots, kind of like they're in mocap. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maze and Ish are going to give the presentation. Uh, Ish you know, threatens Maze, like, play nice or I'll make the speech. And Coda gets your lightness rights. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that MacGuffin. Yes. Um, and Coda's plan is to have Maze kill the Starfather's baby. So Ish will give the speech and hand the game uh, to her out of disgust. Yeah. Uh, Maze is taken aback. It's like, hey, this is going to, and again, just the exaggerated nation mm-hmm. or nature of this. She's like, that will not only kill this game, you know, it killing kill a baby, all but games. it will kill all games. Yeah. You know, they, in a world, you know, uh, that, that, you know, took place with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you can do an atrocity. You can. You know, it's a little bit like uh, Studio 60 at the Sunset Strip where everything that the, uh, that the uh, SNL, kind of replacement did was the most culturally relevant thing that ever happened and like policy yeah. swung on it and stuff <laughs> like yeah yeah uh, we did a we did a speech where jesus skateboarded and now all of a sudden the christians and the president are upset it's a little bit like that yeah. except here with this you know washed up game developer and everybody everybody looking it would be a it would be a story on blogs for like a day or two but here yeah. all like, of games rest in the balance <laughs> like todd howard chose Elder Scrolls six and they kill a baby in the demo, <laughs> you know, like that sucks. It doesn't end a medium. <laughs> right. There's still you lots know? of money to be made actually. Yeah. yeah. And um, the medium doesn't go away until the money does. So yeah, anyway, it's silly. Uh, old pro sets you out uh, in the demo before it happens, telling you like, Hey, fuck up the demo. Right. And at the enemies using the stuff you already have to make them, you know, make the demo disrupted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can do this in different ways. Uh, I made the the guards all breathe fire. <laughs> um, you know, so when you they come in, they attack the uh, protagonist. Yeah. Uh, by setting them on fire. I gave them real guns. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and Ish is like, oh, you know, we weren't supposed to have combat in the uh, the the demo, but carry on. You know, he kind of tries to. Yeah, to wave, wave, waves it off and is like, oh, we're going to refactor the demo. Let's cut to like a a a, a pre produced like video package, right? Yeah. Yeah. you're given a second um, uh second crack at ruining things um this is where you specifically need, need to um uh mess with the baby uh so you can go in like there's kind of a half joke where old pro is inhabiting this thing is like wow wow ruin me <laughs> um yeah yeah uh i gave it the power of flight which put propeller a propeller on its back uh, and i gave it repulsors so nobody could get near it yep yeah. Uh, this is a, a, you know, a fun image. They get to the baby and it's flying and exploding. <laughs> and the crowd is all laughing. Uh, the crowd is full of plants yes. from Coda. Like they would laugh at anything here mm-hmm. because she has an enormous amount of power. Um, <laughs> you so know, this causes the, the, the enormous yeah. power of fandom. <laughs> or or the one person. Manager. Yeah, that, that one the person in a fandom can get. Yeah. of a community manager. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, every um, community manager should be held in a plastic cell like Magneto in X2, yeah. X-Men United. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah. Good use of the lingo. <laughs> Not starring Cerebro, but starring Cerebro. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Ish, this caused Ish to lose it. You know, he starts giving a speech 
Uh, and Cody interrupts him, you know, saying like, she loves your work enough to take it away from him. Yeah. And this is again, just things that fucking <sighs> kick my credulity in the nuts pulls out a, uh, a toy laser and he's like, what's that a toy laser? And she's like, you don't even remember it. Do you, mm-hmm. you gave it to me when I was six at the first gameplay demo, the version that no one got to play. Uh, and then she says, and this is, again, this is fucking ludicrous. Mm-hmm. She's pointing a laser and then everyone in the audience points a laser and mm-hmm. uh, at, his, at his heart. And he's like, oh, oh, they're going to be, you know, they're just going to shoot toy lasers at me. I should be real scared. And she's like, with the way you've treated these fans, maybe one of them has a real gun. Are you willing to take this risk? Mm-hmm. And like big, big, you know, post 9-11 kind of vibes, like every somebody's sneaking in a gun. Yeah. For stuff. And Coda's willing to shoot this guy in the heart or threaten Mm-hmm. Uh, to do it yeah uh, and it's just like she acts like really unbelievably to give him an opportunity to make the soapbox speech yes i mean like and also if he signs away the rights while while he plausibly thinks that somebody has a gun pointed at him <laughs> that him, won't work not that's up. not legally binding yeah. <laughs> like it's just yeah. it's so extra yeah like, more yeah. Than, like killing a video game killing a baby in a video game you know, they, they don't want to do that because that will end video games. Mm-hmm. But I, a community manager holding up the head of a studio with threatening him with death to get him to hand over the rights to the company. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to damage the, the company or the brand or anything. No, no, no. Arrested It'll be okay. Like yeah, no, everything, yeah. everything works out fine. You know, you still threaten somebody's yeah. life publicly in a public place. Again, post 9-11. Uh, and like, I, I, I guarantee somebody who like was really in love with the uh, narrative of this game is listening to this and being like, Oh, it's a joke guys. Like it's, it's supposed to be exaggerated. Like whenever anything is, is unbelievable, it's a joke. You're taking it too seriously. Mm. And I just have to like, you know, tap the, the internal like consistent logic sign. Yes. You know, something being fiction or being a work of humor does not give you carte blanche to do anything. It still has to feel real and believable and weighty within the parameters you've set. And mm-hmm. and this does not. Yeah. And this is like, this is leading up to, you know, the climax. Like this is leading up to, you know, the main character, you know, Ish is the main character of this. I'll, 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 I'll go on on that limb. This like, the, the, this is, the, this is his catharsis that he gets. Right. Yeah. Like I, I am, I am led to believe that the, you know, this is, you know, giving lived in. This yeah, is, it's, it's lived in. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 the, the, this is supposed to matter. Is 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 basically what I was trying to say. It is supposed to matter what gets him to the point where he where he gives this speech, and the fact that it is all of these people training a laser at his at his heart. It's not just that it's like oh, all of these are lasers. Like she, Coda has gathered all of the people who were at that play. You know, at that at that demo, like they're all pointing the same laser at him, and it's like possibly one person who maybe has a real gun uh yeah. like like who's in it so like you know 20 years on <laughs> like she has maintained contact with all these people and all of them have, have held on to it like it is presenting the fandom as this weird like monolith and now is the point where i'm getting self-conscious enough to say that nobody should ever threaten you know, like th- yeah you know, like de- death threats are not good you know, either made yeah, online yeah, or in real life, making somebody to believe that they are going to die or that you want them to die. Uh, it, it sucks. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. don't want to feel uh, like I'm excusable. going to bat. Yeah, it's not excusable, but yeah, you know, uh, just because it is like, you know, it is presented as like outlandish here. Just wanted to, if it felt necessary to say that. Uh, yeah. Coda makes her demands, yeah. right? You know, you might be shot here. Or was there something else you want to say? No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. 
I just got, I was going to go on to the content of the speech. Yeah, yeah. Uh, code of major yeah, demand. Yes. Ma- make the make the magic circle public domain. Uh, you know, the fans, you know, can take it and make it better. And like she's even talked about, like, uh, you know, uh, oh, the fan, you know, the, like this has been solved in fanfic, right? You know, multiple yeah. different ways. Or it's like I don't know, man. Like yeah, solve. Like, like it, how do you how do you solve it in in fanfic? That's not really what what works. Like you no. know, yes, Ish is a total dick, but he also you get to make a thing. Yeah, she you says, know, you, you do you do own the thing you make. <laughs> yeah, and and, um, and you know, she does like a like it's like a Joker line. We believed in you, or a Tyler Durden <laughs> line. We believed in you, but we deserved better. Now get the fuck out of our way. This is a game with like three game developer jokers in a, in a Mexican standoff. Inside of you, there are three jokers. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> three jokers outside of Billing Montana. Um, <laughs> um, so then Ish gives his speech at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he, he acquiesces. He says, like, when I get off the stage, the rights will go back. Uh, and then he starts talking to you, you know, the person who knows fucked up his thing, who he calls the concept of control, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he says, like, you know, go ahead and skip my story if you don't care about it. Um, and he does this again, like real Denny's at 2 a.m. Yeah. Uh, kind of speech about game design and, and agency. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, control is your opiate, a, a guilt free alternative to the gray and countless contours of the real world. You know, you come uh, here, you know, you, know you, 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 you do the wrong kind of escapism, you know, you do yes. not come here for a world. You do, you know, the way that you are enjoying this thing doesn't respect the creator. All that you want is the ability to affect change because you can't elsewhere. Yes. You know, you know uh, and you, we cater you, to you're, you. You're the big damn hero walker. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know uh, but just a sloppier version of it. <laughs> and and you're coddled, right? We've uh, acquiesced to you. We've given you the power to accomplish anything, to accomplish yeah. everything, to eliminate all inequality, to reach the to you know to reach the optimal ending no matter what. Yeah. Uh, this is where he alludes that whenever he tried to make changes to the game, he got death threats. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's like, you know, these these are the fans. This game is very hostile to fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so he shouldn't be surprised they came to solve him. And in like one of the lyrical moments of this, I kind of like as yeah. he's doing the speech, the fans who have uh, <laughs> lasers pointed on him all get bored and leave. Uh huh. Um, at this point, like he's everyone's so sick of his bullshit. Yeah. That he actually is just saying it to an empty auditorium. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're his last audience member, and he can't stop while somebody's still watching him. Yeah. You know, so he just starts like begging you to cut him away. Like this is, you know, the performance kind of sells this, even though I think the speech is not very good. Yes. Yeah, um, no, I, and, I have no complaints about James Urbaniak doing this. In fact, it gets, you know, like as he is like curled up on the floor begging you to press the button, you know, cut away like it is it is delivered in a way that does make me feel things. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so the uh, you kill the feed. The old pro says, don't feel too bad for him. He's he's always wanted this to be about him. He wants the world to be waiting to make that speech. Mm-hmm. Um. In the kind of scattered way that this game is choosing targets, we go back to the overworld. Uh, Ish makes his announcement and says, like, hey, I, before I leave, I make a new rule. Um, they mirror reality. Uh, in one, you know, there's a power bill. In one week, the power goes down. Uh, you guys need to make some money. You need to sell and ship something. Whoever can do it first gets the rights. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you guys have to deal with the economic reality of this. Uh, Koda welcomes in all the plan, all the fans, uh, and they had planned it. And then they just start being the shitty gamers that Ish was always afraid they would be. Mm-hmm. They just start tearing everything apart and playing. Yes. You know, 
Yeah. Uh, and Coda is frantically issuing her orders like, no, we talked about this. It's open to everybody. And as more Sky Bastards pop in, the, you know, the frames per second drops to drops to nothing. Uh, and the old pro uh, pulls us back to the title screen, like a place that is uh, that, that, that is uh, safe, safe for him. And so this is kind of the other ending here. We're OK. So, yes, our uh, um, uh, main creator guy, he's a dick. Everything needed to be about him. Also, fans are bad because creative project management is hard. Yeah. Like, yes, of course, if you open up, you know, to everybody and make it entirely not egalitarian, but, you know, to say, like, yes, anybody can come in and do anything. It's going to be chaotic. Look at any open Minecraft server for, you know, for example. Yeah. Right. Like, all right. So, you know, if you go completely the other direction where there is no, you know, firm hand on the rudder to be in control of everything, it's chaotic. Like, yes, of course. Does that mean fans are bad? I don't know. That's, <laughs> it's trying to say that, like, you know, Ilshur is right. Yeah. You know, because Coda gets her comeuppance. Uh-huh. Uh, once a, uh, you know, somebody actually takes authorship over this, which is you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but her just, like, freaking out. It's like this vengeance moment, just moments after her evil character turn. Yeah. You know, and it just, uh, yeah, I don't, it's very strange. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, yeah. of course, hundreds of people working with no direction. <laughs> yeah. If you just let so, everybody in, probably not going to make a lot of progress on that. <laughs> yeah. Separate out your issues. Yeah. You know, to have a coherent thesis. Yeah. Um, the, the FPS drops here and old pro pull, pulls you back to these. Like, there's nothing to do. You have to, to stop the game. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go to the, the game, he's like, listen, I need something to be built so I can stay alive and escape. And, you know, now all of a sudden this game is about the joy of creation. Mm-hmm. So I need you to do something. And the kind of the third gameplay mode of this game opens up, which is the creator tools, mm-hmm. um, which is a neat idea yeah. that I, I wanted a little bit more of. Like I wanted this to be a little bit more robust. Yes. Than it, is. it is neat though. It's a, mm-hmm. this is a cool idea. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like you do, a play levels. Yeah, it's like a Playmobil version of like a level designer. You, you know, select what rooms should go where, like off of the connections that you make, and you can fill them with the enemies that you have collected, and the enemies can do the, you know, the verbs uh you have collected, and you can scatter you can scatter around treasure and health. Uh and put yeah. in music and story bits and stuff. And it's really fun to like hit the you know commit the changes button and watch the old pro and then later coda uh go through um (laughs) go through the level that you made like making their own little like comments on it and watching their boredom meter uh go up and down yeah it does it's by necessity very limited yes you know like the thing that you you know you just had to put treasure in combat at certain places and it ends up mm-hmm. making the old pro and Coda seem kind of like idiots. A little bit like, ooh, music changed. All right, meter yeah. full. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just imagine like <laughs> playing a game like this. It's also, it ties your exploration of the first part of the game mm-hmm. into uh, the amount of resources you have for the second part. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a point I'm cribbing uh, because I made a good point about it. Um, uh, Aaron Signal, that video YouTubist, was talked about how this is contrary to the message Mm -hmm. you know the first part is all about uh being free 
yeah. and playing with the box, but it's restricting you based on how much you went through what the developer wanted you to see yes. in terms of the story. Mm-hmm. Like it's saying, hey, do whatever solution you want, but make sure you collected everything. Yeah. Which is about the the exact opposite of do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's across you purposes. Know? It's, a, it's kind of cross theme. And I do feel like the joy of creation, like prior to this, they had a lot of things to say about how you could not take joy in creation and how that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this being something to champion the joy of creation, though, feels like the rest of the, you know, the the themes and kind of story of this game did not really support it. Well, and also it's undercut immediately when you get to credits. <laughs> oh yeah yeah because it's it's uh actually it sucks to be a creator yeah actually it sucks to um, you know because here's the joy of creation without responsibilities but also um it, you know there need there are lots of prerequisites to be in the position to do any kind of creation <laughs> yeah it, it, this like uh the welcome to the dollhouse-esque <laughs> game here like you know todd Solon's like wouldn't it suck <laughs> if everything sucked <laughs> sure would yeah todd <laughs> so, sure would uh you know I, I i like the level creator it is it is a neat uh little diversion i i didn't uh i i did not make that observation uh that we pulled from Aaron signal but uh that is a very good point uh as old pro after he goes through it he will review your game i think you need to get a positive review review to move past this so you mm-hmm. just it's pretty easy like it took me like two or three tries to get a 10 out of 10 um you know, and, you know, he escapes out and says, you know, for, for, you know, I need to come clean to you. You know, this whole venture wasn't just about, you know, me getting out of the game. What he wanted was for you to experience making something because so many of the other gods are just adding bells and whistles to the same old machine is the way that he puts it. And this is about getting more creative people out there making new things turning this meta narrative into like a recruiting tool to say, Hey, is it making games fun? You can be part of the new group of people who save video games from themselves. Yeah. Which is again, something I don't disagree with, but I don't think this game supports it. Yeah. Like the weird little, uh, you know, very, very basic, like it kind of reminded me of doom 2016s. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, does not feel like you're doing anything other than adding bells and whistles to the same old machine. Yeah. Like this is so elementary, but Mm -hmm. it is neat to have a game that you play indirectly. Uh Like you play the design and then an AI does it. Like, I would love this in a more robust thing like Mario maker, Mm -hmm. you know, where like an AI could play your Mario maker level and give you feedback on it. Yeah. Um, That is a cool idea. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he says, oh, and boss, I hope you got a plan B lol, because games in the, in the video game or jobs in the game world suck. Uh, we cut back to the desktop and Maze, you know, congratulates you. You know, she calls in and says, you know, grats on shipping episode one, which I guess is what you call an incomplete thing that people pay for lol early yeah. access. Isn't that a joke? Um, and then we get the sucky ending. We get the, you know, it isn't responsibility bad, you know, maze is on my team and also all of the old team is here and new voice chat windows pop up from different folks, um, all making demands of you as kind of the lead designer person. Uh, and there are so many, uh, so, so many voice chat windows that the desktop crashes and we go to credits. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and Maze is kind of in on this. She's like, I'm going to put them through. They have a lot of questions. Yeah. Because everybody yeah. hates your fucking guts in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, even old pro who is doing this thing for you yeah. knows it's going to suck. Yep. Um, 
And the the kind of finale of this, uh, you know, the credits roll, you get access to the desktop, and we can watch Coda stream the level that you made mm-hmm. and hear her reaction where she's like, oh, this is actually really good. And she's like, you know, going through my bland ass yeah, fantasy yeah. dungeon, you know, mm-hmm. but she's like, oh, this is making me feel like I'm in the original mud. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, she's, she ends with her saying, like, maybe the new Starfather will start returning my calls, uh, yeah. which is you. Yeah. No, have I'm we, not going to let we, you get anywhere near this. <laughs> I you, saw what you tried to do. <laughs> have, have we ever played a game before that is more self-pitying? than this i don't know like this, the, the, the authorial voice of this is so full of self-pity uh that i can't like i almost can't handle it like oh yeah it really sucks to be a lead designer like i know but yeah. like, you didn't like that yes yeah uh you can make a game about that mm-hmm. uh but the way to do it would have been something a little bit more focused I think so you know, like, yeah. you feel like I, I want i want like the cart life yeah version of being that you know <laughs> This is just so woe is me and everybody sucks mm-hmm. that like, it just like it's <laughs> so much worse than it is on paper. Like it's such a neat idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, like do the car life about it or like do, do reigns game developer edition where yeah, like yeah. the entire thing is about yes or yes or no decisions trying to, you know, trying to balance four different meters, you know, and like use that to like talk about the trade-offs that need to be made, you know, in order to keep your team happy while also putting together like a product that is good. Right. Yeah. Like th- that, I think would be like the actual way to confer, you know, to convey, you know, what is, you know, what this is trying to say, at least at the end, or like one of the things that maybe it is trying to say, it's certainly the final impression that they leave you with. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a, it's a rough one. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. it ends up being like, uh, what is, what is this is incredibly naval, naval gazy, which is uh, appropriate. Yeah. You know, for covering this game. Mm-hmm. One of the fun things about doing this for WAF, and one of the reasons I'm really grateful Joe uh, brought this out, is I got to listen to that Comrade episode about it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I grew in my critical eye. Yeah. Since here, there are people who are probably just like, oh, now you're a cynical dickhead. Like, you know, you just don't like anything now. And that's what they mean by it. But mm-hmm. to me, I was like, there are a lot more problems in this that I did not have the words for. Yeah. When, yeah. I, when I first did this, that now I can articulate. And that mm-hmm. made me feel kind of good yeah. uh, for a moment. So it accomplished that. Yeah. Uh, you know, for lack of anything else. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh I don't know, man. Coherence is necessary. It's it, yeah. It, yeah. And I, I think yeah. that yeah, coherence is necessary would be would be the uh, the thing that ultimately I come away from this with. You know? Yeah. Like trying to make something about everything and having um, you know, it we we say this all the time. But, like, it's not wisdom to just point out the flaws in every aspect of an argument. Yeah. You know, it can feel like wisdom. Mm-hmm. It has the cadence of wisdom, but it's it's not. It's not actually brave or cool to just say, like, actually, here, I've pointed out the flaws yeah. in every aspect of this complex mm-hmm. part of life. Yeah. There's no right way to do it. Everybody who espouses an angle on it sucks and everything's a nightmare. Like being, that is not actually particularly good. Being prescriptive and being positive are not the same thing. And conflating the two yeah. of them 
and saying, you know, and and even implying that that is the case is actually like crazy cynical. When I say positive, I don't mean like, you know, big smiles, thumbs up, everything's happy. I mean, like, you know, what, what is your like, what are you positing as yes. like the like the way things ought to be? Right. Like, you know, there like there is the negative like argument. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, well, like, what is your argument here? How 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 should things be? It is not cowardice to take a position. Right. And yeah. it is not, you know, I, I think good for the world if you say that, you know, any position that you take, you know, amidst any of this is a, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it is an inherently like, as, you know, as a vice. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's good to have a position and you can do a work where it's just exploring how fucked up and bad something is. Yeah. Um, that that is where the focus is more required, though, I think. Mm-hmm. Like. If this game just wanted to underline, you know, I would play a game that was just about the shitty relationship between fans and how they think they own a work and try Mm -hmm. to insinuate themselves into creators' lives. Yeah. Um, It wouldn't have to posit a solution for that. No. I mean, if you you want that, the beginner's guide, dude. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the beginner, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, the beginner's guide does it, and it it succeeds because it does one thing. Yeah. You know, you can can do this kind of, like, cynical takedown. Mm Mm-hmm of an aspect of life or games or, you know, fiction or creativity or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you can't do it above every aspect, Yeah. you know, and it, it's, it's, you either need to have, you know, present all of these different extremes and present an alternative or mm-hmm. present one of these different kind of extremes and really fully explore it. Yeah. Instead, we just get all this nonsense about like, you know, fatherhood and infertility and the act of creation as a surrogate, you know, a surrogate uh, substitution for like, childhood and fatherhood yeah which which itself is undercut in a commentary that you find where the creator threatens to kill himself because the you know the dichotomy that is introduced is recognized as being false or the the correlation between you know creating a video game and creating an heir is is you know revealed to be false he realizes it's dumb and you get back into that characters like criticizing the plot that they're in yeah shit you know and it's also about like you know ludo ludo narrative uh debates and everything Mm -hmm. and it just it's not it does not hold yeah. like it is just like does not stick together. Um, you know, really disappointing for something that again, really seems like it should be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I, I, I love the messy puzzle solving. Like that's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wish there was more of it, you know, I wish like, there was a lot more of it and I wish it went by a little smoother. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is, you know, there are part, there are things to like about this game. Like it's a weird thing where I kind of think this is worth playing. Uh, not worth playing it, twice. It's so little investment. I mean, you know, I yeah, played this twice four, and my com- yeah, my combined hours. play my combined play clock was like, you know, 10 hours and I was taking notes yeah. the second time. So, yeah. yeah. But it, it's a uh, it's not worth a, a revisit really. Like yeah. this is this is not, you know, there's a reason, you know, Joe was like I never hear anybody talk about this. Uh I feel like there's kind of a reason yeah. and and that's why. We got a bit you of know? a got a bit of a shelf life. Once you, once you, once you crack the seal open on it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, but, um, next episode. So if you have anything to say about the magic circle, Mm -hmm. um, or trauma center, uh, second opinion or our next episode, shadow of more shadow of Mordor, uh, middle earth. So what? No, I said, there we go. You got it out. Okay. Yeah. I got it. It's just, (laughs) it's hard because they, they name their games very similar things. They did. Um, uh, you hit us up by March 15th. 
Um, the next episode is premium, which means everybody gets the generality. And uh, if you are a patron at $5, you get the full episode and all of the back episodes. Yes. Uh, so you can go to patreon.com slash TV and um, get access to all of those. Um, you know, it's uh, even at $5, you get extra shows. You get Bonfire Side Chat, the show that we do about the Souls series and related works. Uh, you get Unfilmable, our uh, show about horror media, uh, which is good. Mm-hmm. We like we like it. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we just went through uh, Tim and Eric's Bedtime Stories, which we referenced a couple times in this. Uh, mm-hmm. We're covering the uh, Boots Riley film, Sorry to Bother You, mm-hmm. after that. And we have other cool things planned. Yes. So uh, so check that out. Yeah. You can also leave ratings and reviews on Apple Podcast or Podcast Addict, anywhere that podcasts are found. And uh, we mentioned it earlier, um, the newest show on the network, Orb, is an episode-by-episode guide of the Venture Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, check that out. Please do. like the Brothers Venture. Yeah, it's at orb.show. Uh, if you played the Magic Circle and thought, um, I liked that ish, the, the voice actor on the ish guy, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the, the voice of the main character of the Venture Brothers, Dr. Dr. Rusty mm-hmm. Venture. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, you know, command performance. Mm-hmm. So, uh, until next time, what should they watch out for, Cole? Uh, they should watch out for ludonar- ludonarrative incoherence. Ludonarrative incoherence.